Okay, get yourself a, a like a get the leap wallet and uh, make yourself an injective wallet on there or or use your Luna uh, classic uh, what do you call it seed phrase and plug it into leap wallet and it'll give you your injective address and then send that to us. I don't um, even got that shit anymore, dog. <laughs> uh, Jesus, Christ. I'm 100% out of Luna class. I don't have Terra Station wallet no more. I ain't got none of that. You have shit. your own seed phrase. I got right? an injective. Fuck that, that dude. I, probably I don't know. It's probably Whatever. in my. I got a new phone and I, I lost my wallet. shit. And I moved, so like my my addresses or my wallets are in fucking boxes somewhere. Okay, you lost the Luna Classic <laughs> I gave you. That's some what, bullshit. The one Luke fucking Juan. what yeah. would you send? Like one thousand Luna Classic or some shit from like rewards. Listen, get <laughs> get Leap Wallet, <laughs> and then just like it'll give you a, a new address, right? So just get the injective address off of there. That the autism tokens are uninjective in case anyone was didn't know. All right, we can send them. All right, I'll I'll download it. Y pump. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, because when it's worth like a million dollars a coin, you're gonna wish you had it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a marriage proposal, and you didn't accept it. Yeah, Luke Juan, she wanted to go out on a date with you, and you didn't give her your Dang, wallet address. I fucked it. Yep, you fumbled I'm, I'm the bag. Unfucking Yeah, unfuck it quickly. That's all. <laughs> now she, now she wants to kill me, guys. She's over there not, seething. She's not, very upset not now. Just look what, but I'm gonna kill her crypto too. You had to say with her crypto. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna download it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. It's okay." Waiting like for two weeks. Yo, my pump. I forgot to see your message. Okay. I'm gonna donate. I'm gonna donate. Okay, till now, nothing. It takes you guys can have done it in the time that we were having this conversation. It's pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. So, why, Pamper? What have you been doing lately? You're just stuck in your room over there, or what? Like, are you going out, or what? Uh, I went to work, I had like 24 hour shift. And then came home like six, eight hours ago, and then I fell asleep right away. And now I just woke up. 24 hour shift. We're like, well, that's a long time. Yeah, it's really long time. But um, last five hours was, you know, really relaxed, really fine. It was no problem. It was easy. Do you get to sleep a little bit? No. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I really didn't get to sleep this time. Man, shit uh, must yeah. be getting expensive in Germany if you're like working twenty four seven. Just, yeah, so just nonstop. Sometimes I really work like twenty four hours, um, and then I have like two days off, and then go back to work again. <clears throat> What are you wow. guys talking okay. about? What do you do for 24 hours? Like, where do you work? I work in a hospital. <laughs> and, you know, you know, what is the great thing? There is like mm. uh, something here in Germany where you can, if you don't have to work in the same place, you know, or in the same city, there is like, um, how to say that? 
oh my god there is like firms you know where you can like apply and they send you yeah. like all over germany to work like in different places in yeah. different hospitals and locums work they call it yeah. yeah that's great i love it i do that have you been doing some of it yeah well um i i'm like from uh, frankfurt but this time i'm here now in uh, karlsruhe so in another city and it's fun hmm. sorry guys this is just my cat are you tripping over shit right now wipe up <laughs> wait what <laughs> i said are you tripping? he's like are you tripping over shit <laughs> Stop! Do you have do you have like a junk of do you have junk all over your apartment? I have a cat. She's like a not a cat. She's she she's so active. She has like a, cat, a lion. So she's tripping over everything. It's my cat. Does your cat destroy all your shit or what? She's she's running everywhere. She's whatever. I'm about to speak German right now. Really? Hey, eat this. Okay. Can eat that. What does your cat know English? <laughs> she speaks all languages. <laughs> really? Yeah. Smart cat. Yeah. So what are you talking about, guys? Oh, nothing. We were just, just carrying on about nothing. Okay. Just uh, th these, these guys were um, still obsessing about. Well, it looks like Luquan and. Uh, and demon have been completely like uh out of crypto or whatever for the last six months or more yeah i wasn't i've been out of crypto or something like that <laughs> i was in crypto too and then uh how to say that bruce was like you wipe up are you still online he said no <laughs> well for me for me it's been about a year uh yeah right around a year it's same look one i swear it's same and it was like when I saw like autism, it was so fucking fun, you know what I mean? It was like just this is something new. And I was getting like distracted with all the process of autism and how it's going and this. And I was like watching this experiment. It's so fun. And then I got to know everybody, you know, from autism community. And they are so cool. So mm -hmm. way to feed Bruce's ego. He stepped away, so now he's. You he can say whatever you want about. Yeah, him. that's why I'm talking good now because Bruce is gone. <laughs> you should never talk about yeah. someone good when they are there. You're gonna just like <laughs> burst their ego, le let them go, and then start talking good about them. <laughs> but I didn't step away from crypto. I'm still trading and shit. I haven't been in like. Twitter crypto and I already got all my bags. I mean, I made all my money back that I lost in Luna during the bear market trading and shit. And then I built bags and just waiting for them to go up. I, mean, well, I lost my wallets. I'm out. I'm, you lost your wallet. Yeah, well, I got a new phone and, and my fucking seat frame starts somewhere. <laughs> And, and I fuck it, dude. I I moved. I got a new phone. Like, yo, like I can't find shit. 
So you completely like your your life is just in disarray or what? No, no, my life is fine. Uh, I just I'm just going to have to restart my bags. His life is fine. Lost his wife, lost his house, <laughs> lost his phone, lost his crypto. It's all good. Very autistic. <laughs> well, were you, were you and the wife like fighting each other before or what? Like what, what was no, this all about? It was, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know exactly what happened. Like, uh, you know, I was going to pay what? $10,000 to bring her horse out to the States. Uh, she declined. I offered to go out there and be with her. And uh, she declined, and um, yeah, I mean that was that. Wait, where was she? England. She's in the UK. So she was in. She was in England, and you married her. How? Uh, like you went there, and so okay, so we met online, right? Uh, I was going through uh, my breakup. She was going through hers. We we kind of helped each other out, and uh, we. I don't know. We were just really good friends. And uh, afterwards, we were just like, you know, let's give it a shot. She came out here. I went out there, all this stuff. And then eventually we ended up getting married in the States. Uh, we were together four years, four years, I believe. Oh, four years. Okay. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but she, uh, I don't know. She just didn't want it anymore. So. So she was over there in UK and you were here. Yeah. And what is this about a horse? Bro, she started doing all this shit that, that kept her from coming out here. Uh, like, we were in the process of getting her naturalization. Um, she got her own place. She bought a... She impulse bought a horse for some fucking reason. And then uh, she, like, applied for school and all this shit. And just started doing shit that just, like... What she has like some property somewhere she can own a horse? Uh, no, so so out in England there's like a whole bunch of like, uh, like stables that people could like rent out, uh, to to people with horses, and that's what she did. She kept her horse on someone else's uh, like farm, pretty much. Hmm. So she went nuts and went and got a like. Dude, horse. I don't. I don't. Hmm. She. I saw her recently, like, I, I saw one of her posts recently, dude, like, she got a lot of face work done. She looks like a dude now. It's fucked up. Wait, she got a bunch of plastic surgery? <laughs> no, to look I, don't, like a I don't even know what she did, but she looks like a fucking dude now. Dude, you made, this, you made this girl like a horse. <laughs> you made this girl, you made this woman go tranny? Like, what, Yo, she wanted a horse so bad. She, she wanted a horse so bad, she fucking turned into one, dude. It's fucked up. <laughs> that's weird yo no but I, i've been i've been doing good like I, I mean i've been single for the last year uh just been fucking just chilling hmm all right so she got a horse and you you this offered to bring the horse to america i did it's like just put that horse on a boat Bring it on over. Hmm. Whole story is weird. Is there not more to it than that? That's it? Like, there's a horse, and then she decided to... Seems, I don't know, strange to me. No, well... No, Sounds like she, something she just, I'd see on the, the Maury Dude, the horse, the horse was brought up because 
that's I mean, that's an example of what she was doing to keep herself from fucking coming out here. Uh, to kind of keeping her, I don't know, preoccupied out there, I guess, in a sense. Uh, like I offered to pay, I think it was like $10,000 to fucking ship her horse out here. And, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think she understands the point of getting married. Dude, I don't think she fucking did. I, I honestly don't think she did. And, uh, it's like, oh, let's get married. Yo, (laughs) yo, up until like the last, like, so like the last few months, like she became a bitch, dude. Like, uh, every, like, so like the first three weeks of the month, right? I would hear like, I hate you. Like I want a divorce. I don't want to fucking be with like, just like all this crazy shit. And, uh, then like the last week when her, when her bills were coming up, I was, I was paying her fucking gas bill, like all this shit. And, uh, so like the last week of the month, she'd be like, Oh, like let you know, let's, let's fix this. Like all this shit. And, uh, yeah. And then she'd be like, Oh, by the way, like my, my bills are coming up. So she was, it got to the point where she was just using me for money, I guess. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we decided to go our separate ways. Bro, I told you, I told everyone about this. That's why you have to be poor. Nobody uses you. All right, white pump. I'll be poor just for you. I'll, I'll (laughs) fucking, uh, Sefi. Sefi was saying, now you need to go out, go out there and take Y Pump on a date. He's like, and then we'll be full circle. I'm getting sick I told of to give you some kids. pumps. All of you kids need to have some fucking kids. Like babies. The fuck this is wrong with like Bro, six my of them. cat is too much for me. It's like no, 10 I kids. got two, you fucking asshole. Luquan's got like a whole football team over there. Oh, Luquan, you have kids? Wait, with who? Brooklyn, you hear Sefi? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, uh, I have two kids. So this I guess he disappeared. Horsewoman was the second wife? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it's complicated. Yeah. So, okay. okay, so I joined the Air Force. I... Uh, met somebody, we got married quickly, uh, had two kids. Uh, the first one we had because, uh, she was on, she was on birth control. She took, she had an ear infection, took antibiotics. Doctor didn't tell us that antibiotics canceled out birth control. Uh, we got pregnant. Uh, second kid, she wanted to try to see if it'll fix our marriage. I told her, you know, like we started trying, we stopped because I told her, uh, that I don't want to bring a kid up in that. Hold up a second. Antibiotics and birth control? That sounds like bullshit. I think she just held her birth control. No, antibiotics cancels out birth control. I don't think by much. Uh, (laughs) I don't don't fucking know, but it happened. I'm I'm kind of living. I think she held her birth control just so she didn't have a baby. So now you have a kid. Okay, fine. Kids are doing well. uh, That's the issue. Uh, After I moved out to Arizona, um, she started with with withholding them from me i went out there to see them uh i messaged her i was like hey i'm gonna pick the kids up from school this was in december uh i told her hey i'm gonna pick the kids up from school take them out to dinner and i'll drop them off if, uh, at, at yours and this, i i told her that i would pick them up on tuesday 
Tuesday comes around, the school calls me, hey, like your kids aren't in school today. So like she did everything that she could to keep me from seeing my kids. And uh, she served me with documents stating that I've made no effort or anything. But anytime I try to call her or text her, hey, I want to see the kids. Uh, she's like, oh, they're busy. They'll call you tomorrow. Tomorrow comes around. Nothing. And so uh, I, I have this whole fucking legal shit that I'm taking care of with uh, her and my kids. Uh, I'm already divorced from my second wife, which is fantastic. Um, and uh, I went from 80% disability uh, Air Force to 90, and I'm about to be at 100. From what? From what? Don't do shit in the Air Force. What the, the fuck? fuck do you mean? I was in for seven years, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> doing nothing. No. Wait, I mean, disability. There's you like get one doing? combat fucking arms job in the Air Force, and that's the fucking pilots. Dude, I was security forces, bro. Like, I was an MP. I fucking I was in a vehicle accident. What disabled you? Did like like a piece of a wing of the plane fly up and hit you in the leg? No, but I did uh, witness uh, a B two, um, like the pilot. He was a major. It was his last day, and his last flight, and he. Uh, they do this thing on the flight line where uh, the fire trucks will be out there and they'll spray and like the B2 will drive through it after it lands. The dude fucking tipped the wing on a fire truck and broke the wing off of a B2 stealth bomber. Ooh, expensive. I did forget. It is the Air Force, so they give you purple hearts. <laughs> they give you purple hearts for springing <laughs> your ankle and shit. Get the fuck out so. of here. No, they fucking don't. <laughs> like Luquan's like, I've got a purple heart. I, I uh, I, got, I tripped in the bathroom. I, I got two. I sprang. I, sprang I got a splinter in my pinky. <laughs> I, I stubbed my toe. I got a. Someone heart. hit me with a spit wad in the side of the head, and they gave me fifty percent. <laughs> no. Wait, how'd you get ninety percent disability? What, like, what happened? Uh, so I have generative disc disease in my L four, L five, uh, arthritis in my back. Uh, I have PTSD, anxiety, depression, um, sleep apnea, insomnia, all this fucking shit. Um, while I was in, uh, there was a, we, we were on our way back. You, you know what, you know, it does that in the military though, right? It's the fucking food over there. No, we, we eat like Kings. <laughs> so eat like shit in the military. <laughs> what did you eat? What did you eat like Kings? No, Tell we me. didn't eat like Kings. Uh, I, Bro, he's in the Air Force. They eat lobster and fucking steaks. <laughs> the fuck, Lupin? Stop bullshitting. We know about the Air Force. <laughs> well, we're fucking I they, stuck. I know eating. what they serve at military hospitals. No, Just no. shit, basically. So, so we had this shit. guy. He was on narcotics. He he blew a stop sign and hit the back of our vehicle. Like five of us got thrown out of the vehicle. Uh, it was it, we were in a bread van. We just gotten off post. Um, my. See what I'm my talking muscles about? attached to my pelvis ruptured and I had to go back to work uh, the next day carrying 120 pounds worth of gear uh, for 12 plus hours. So, I mean, it, it never mm. fully healed and it just worked its way up my back. Just jacked you up, huh? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I've done... Try getting hit by a fucking IED, bro. Oh. And an RPG at the exact same oh, fucking really? time. Oh, really? Were you in a fucking the... Humvee, asshole? Yeah, and it wasn't up armored. It wasn't up armored. Well, there's no. the first fucking mistake, so, asshole. 
There was no fucking <laughs> doors on it. That's actually so what saved like, my life. D- describe this journey to Arizona. Why are you going to Arizona? What's there? Like, is there some thing you're doing there or what? Like what? Luke Air Force Base so he can fucking no, I, milk I, the I shit out of this. I reside in, in, in Arizona. Uh, my dad's out here. My two brothers. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I live out here right now. Is it like, where is this? Like northern Arizona mostly or what? No, it's central. It's just south of Phoenix. I mean, where he lives is like 35 minute, 40 minute drive to to Phoenix or from Phoenix. Okay. Hmm. I don't know the area too well. You know where I-10 is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so right before you get into Gilbert um, and Chandler and shit, in phoenix there's a turn um what is it uh 147 or whatever it is i forget what is it luquan anyway the one road leading to maricopa <laughs> yeah so you turn left off of 10 right before you get the phoenix and fucking bam you're like right there right before the 202 fucking split like three miles before that right yeah, by the yeah. casinos and the racetrack and shit so if you are driving on the 10 you're going west and you get to the racetrack you just passed the road going to Maricopa and it's like 25 miles south of that. Okay. Um, so Lou, what, so what are you going to do this time around besides dealing with your back and everything? Like you're going to, you're going to do what in Arizona now? He, oh, he dropped off. <laughs> it's like, I was grilling him, figuring out what he's going to do. Burn to death. It's hot as fuck out there, dude. <laughs> is, it, is it hot right now? Yeah, it's fucking probably pretty hot over there. It doesn't get very cold. I mean, every once in a while, like... But at night, it, it might cold, get snow. Yeah. Not, re- not in the summertime, not in the cities. If you're out, like if you're... Oh, summer, no. But Sedona like, areas, where he's at, it wouldn't be too bad, actually. I'm in Maricopa because it's pretty far away from Phoenix, but in the summertime in Phoenix at one o'clock in the morning, it'll be 103 degrees outside. I mean, oh yeah, that's as cold as it gets. That no city problem. just holds all the fucking heat, all that concrete. Yeah, that's a hot. Asphalt. I remember that. That's a hot city. It's a weird like concrete heat island or something, right? Yeah, and then dude, in the summer times, fucking. Shit, you have pretty much half of July, all of August, that is stays in like triple digits. I mean, it's 117. Drew said, uh, Demon Monkey sounds like a crayon eating Marine. 100% has to be a Marine. <laughs> nope. Army. Army. <laughs> and Rareman's like, not a jarhead. Like with two veterans dick sizing their injuries and incidents. <laughs> Like the so Jerry was Jerry was the Marine. I was Army. Luquan was Air Force. So oh, okay. <laughs> oh man, we just Sorry. make fun of the Air Force and the Navy because they don't do shit except for the SEALs and shit. You know, of course, those are badasses. Um, but yeah, driving the boat. Okay, he's driving a goddamn bed tra- uh, bread truck. I mean, that tells you something. What's it's a bread hard. Bread van, it's probably just what he was trying to say what a van was. I, 
hell, maybe it had bread in it. Who knows? It's the fucking Air Force. I mean, they're probably driving around Twinkies, handing them out to everybody. <laughs> it's like a food truck. <laughs> and it got hit by, a, what, like an ID or something or what? Bro, we hated the Air Force. So we had, so part of my first deployment in Afghanistan, um, I was part of a striker platoon. So I moved around. So when people were under fire, um, a unit was under fire, a company was under fire, we'd come fly in on Blackhawks or come come in with MRAPs, Humvees, whatever, and get them the fuck out of Dodge support. And so a lot of times we were attached to um, tier ones, which would be like your Green Berets, Deltas, a lot of times some of the Ranger units. Um, but we had to... Ch- so the Navy, they were sending out this unit out there to win the hearts and minds um, of these Afghan people, which they gave two fucking shits. And we were the security detail for them. And I mean, we're sleeping like on the rocks. These motherfuckers had like these nice ass cots. They... They were eating fucking like literally like lobster and steaks and had all these portable showers that they were able to bring with them. And we got baby wipes like we're wiping our ball sacks and asses with baby wipes for two, three weeks straight. That's our shower. Like these assholes had like portable showers and everything. And then even the Air Force, like the Air Force dudes fucking well, you're cleaning, you're cleaning, like you're cleaning yourselves with baby wipes. You you fuckers must have stunk bad. No, eh, not really. Um, no, you're not eating like junk you, food, dude. So okay. junk food is actually, I mean, you you find somebody really smelly. It's usually like a fat person, right? And it's because of all the junk food that they eat. I mean, it comes through your pores. There, oh, we yeah. weren't eating junk food. You know what I mean? Um, we sweat maybe, a lot, like, but it's water. So much that like you didn't notice each other anymore. Maybe. No, you can that, dude. You your senses go up, um, quite a bit over there. So, you know, there's something I don't like talking about a whole lot, but, um, like the Afghans, dude. Whenever you could smell them coming up, even in Iraq, you could smell them. You knew that they were close by because of the smell. Like those fuckers stank. Like, like certain like, food they eat or something, or what spices or some shit. Yeah, the the foods that they eat and different, but they don't. They also don't fucking like. They also didn't bathe like all the fucking time either. So or really wipe their ass with like toilet paper and shit. Like wipe their ass dude, with their did hands. Most places in Afghanistan have like. Did most places have like running water and stuff, or like are they like using the rivers and shit? Like how like. What's rivers the, wells? What, what's the living wells like out there? Depends on where you are. I mean, if you're in like a a bigger city, then. Yeah, they have somewhat running water and shit like that, but 90% of the country is there's small little random villages everywhere with like wells and shit. Um, that's about it. You know, I noticed that before the Afghanistan uh, war and everything, like nobody cared anything about Afghanistan. And now if you watch like a movie on like, I don't know, Netflix or whatever, like you'll notice that the aliens land in uh, Afghanistan. <laughs> it actually you know has quite I mean? a bit like, of natural resources. Well, you know what I mean? That's like Afghanistan yeah. is like a plot element now in every movie, it seems like. 
Yeah, it's fucking. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, you can smell those motherfuckers, dude. Like, so what kind? What kind of weird, weird shit did you see in Afghanistan? Like, anything interesting? Like, that didn't have anything to do with the war, or or just anything? Like, just like any interesting like stories that stuck out in your head. Well, I told you guys one of them. Um, seeing the fucker banging his goat, and then I shot his goat while he was Wait. banging it. You <laughs> what? I didn't hear the story. So like, yeah, I, I told you and Bruce and all that. Dude, this was a long time ago. So it was those was late nights. His goat, and you shot. Okay, his so goat at that time, so I was a, I was a scout sniper. So that striker, we're part of a scouting scout unit, and uh, I was up on a ridge, and I was pretty much just scouting out this village. It had already been like, mm, I think like a week, week and a half. Um, so my job was pretty much infill um, routes, outfill routes. So how do we get into the um, the village? Um, X feel like how the fuck do we get out of there if something happens? Um, how do how do we set up echelons? You know, um, hard points to where if we do go into the city, how where do we need to set our heavy weapons or our Humvees at? Where are the stashes, stash houses, if any? Um, who are the individuals coming in and out of the town? Just everything pretty much everything and anything to do with the town. I was just writing down so that when we go in there, there's no surprises, right? So how many people are in the town and all this shit. And this was the day of when my company was, was rolling in there. Um, and we were going to pretty much liberate this fucking town. Um, take hit the stash they had two stash houses but there was a guy that kind of lived on the outskirts so it had a a wall around it like made out of mud pretty much like um and he had his little house right outside of it and then probably i don't know 30 yards from that there was this other shack and it was roofed, but the sides were kind of open. Um, but it it had like a wooden fence around it. So that's where he kept his goats and his sheep and stuff like that. And I'd never seen it. Like, I'd never seen him go out there ever before um, to go bang a goat. But that day, he was out there and going to town on his fucking goat. Shit you not. Just going to fucking town on it. So we're fucking radioing it in. I'm like, dude, this guy's going to town on a fucking goat. When are you guys moving in? Um, and wait, were, you're going to like attack this village while this guy's busy with his goat or what? Like, what yeah, do you mean? pretty fucking much. Um, like, what is this guy? The watchman? Like, wh- like, why do you care about this guy? Didn't really give a shit about him at all, but he was outside so he, the perimeter. He's just some so, random dude or what? Like. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was part of the village. He wasn't actually a random dude. So he was actually one of the guys that kept going in and out of the stash houses. So he was a card 
that we had. You didn't um, get to talk not, to this guy afterwards to find out about his goat problem. Not well. He didn't. He didn't make it. But oh, um, so you, wait. You shot the goat or him? I shot the goat. Um, put it out of its misery or what? Like what's going he, on there? He didn't. He why didn't make it. Goat? How'd you wind up because, killing the goat? Like why? So well. So we were on the fucking radio and I was telling all these motherfuckers this dude's fucking the goat. And then once it came down like who he was, they were asking me, well, who the fuck is this guy? Is he outside the perimeter? I was like, yeah, he's outside the fucking perimeter. Um, and they're like, you sure he's fucking a goat? Does he have any weapons out there? And I was like, yeah, he's fucking the goat. I mean, he's ramming the shit out of it. He's got his pants down and he's standing behind the fucking <laughs> like, goat. Are you sure? Yeah, and I was like, like he's fucking the confirm, goat. Confirm, demon monkey. Please confirm. Did, did and, I hear uh, you correctly? He was, the man is fucking the goat. Like, um, what? <laughs> it's like a strange conversation now, to have when a walkie-talkie. Oh, sem- so demon monkey it? was actually my call sign. Um, no, they so they told me, they said, um, so when they rolled in, so they rolled in, and they fucking... Uh, they wanted me to get him back to the fucking town because he was outside the perimeter. Um, so they told me to shoot the fucking goat. So I was like, or shoot, shoot at the goat, not shoot the goat, but shoot like towards the goat pin. Um, and then if he picked up a weapon, then I was good to go. Like I could neutralize him. He's like but this goat. He never picked up the he's weapon. Like, there. This goat's getting fucked, and I'm not permission to shoot. And they're like, you know what? Go ahead. So, well, I didn't have, I didn't ask permission to shoot. They told me to shoot. So, now, I got in a little bit of trouble because I wasn't supposed to shoot the fucking goat, but I shot the goat in the head, and <laughs> you see, the reason, well, the reason I shot the it in the head, well, yeah, because we're not supposed to like take out livestock and all this other shit. Um, but I shot it in the head so that it would freeze Wait, what, and wouldn't, what was going wouldn't drop through, right what away. Was his reaction what was when, going through your mind? What, what was his reaction when you shot it and he's like like going to town on it? That was the thing. I was trying. So they told me not. They didn't tell me not to shoot the goat. They just said shoot towards the goat. And I took it as shoot the goat. For the and, sake of the story, the goat had to die for sure, though. Like, oh, it was we, dead. We wouldn't be but having I this sh- conversation right now. So I shot it right through the ear. So that it would hit its spine and then it would freeze up. So it'd still be standing for a minute. Um, so it'd be dead. And he would know it was dead, but he was like dead goat. Yeah, he was <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It was a morbid fucking joke that I was trying to do. So then I, I said, okay, this now he's fucking very, dead very goat. specific, man. This is like you, you planned this thing for weeks, dude. You were, not, you were looking at this guy going, no, that was what? the first time I'm he'd ever fucked a goat. This guy fucking like goes at a goat, did and he, I'm gonna like, did he take off running dude, or did he finish? We, no, so this is like one, Tom Cruise, they always impossible shit. I always heard that these guys fuck goats and sheep. I thought it was just like some bullshit that soldiers and Americans just fucking said, right? That they're they're sheep fuckers or goat fuckers. I'd never fucking seen it ever. And so this is like like, this would be like going to like Sherwood Forest and seeing like a unicorn. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, he's fucking a goat. (laughs) It's like a a fucking myth until you actually see this. And you're like, Jesus Christ, it's real. Well, and I think that's why they asked me. They're like, you sure he's fucking a goat? And I'm like, yeah, he's fucking a goat, dude. Probably like dinosaurs, like T-Rex is real. (laughs) Like fucking like fairies. 
Like, who knows what the fuck else is real if that's real? Seriously. So I wasn't allowed to shoot him because he didn't have a weapon and he wasn't a threat. But then I was trying to think through my head when they said, okay, shoot, shoot at the place, you know, to get him fucking running. Um, I was like, well, I'll just shoot the fucking goat and that'll send him off running. But I was like, if I shoot the goat in the right fucking spot, it's going to be up and then he's going to be fucking a dead goat. That'd be pretty fucking funny. And he was for like, I don't know, like five or 10 seconds. He was kind of still going because I think he was in shock, but he got blasted full of blood. I mean, brain matter, everything. I mean, it got blasted fucking all over him. Um, I shot that thing with my 338 Lapua and that it blew the fucking head up. I mean, so he (laughs) knew that that shit happened. I think he was in shock. And then afterwards he stopped pumping. And he just stood there Wait. for like another 30 seconds at the job and then he took off running. Huh? You think he had time to finish? I mean, maybe the shock like, made him like, fin- finish. Like, I mean, it's possible. Is this like bullet time? Like, is it like bullet time? Like every time slows down for this guy? You know what I mean? Like, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it might have shocked the shit out of him, you know. But then he started, like, he didn't even pull up his pants. He started kind of like doing this running thing and he fell and then he pulled up his pants and then kept running and then he was yelling something I couldn't really I could hear that he was yelling but I don't know what the fuck he was yelling and then I guess once he got into the wall area he did grab a weapon and he got lit up right right as soon as he got into the compound um so they killed the goat fucker which kind of sucks well yeah you guys shot his girlfriend right I always thought that shit was a myth but or just like a story that motherfuckers told, but yeah, it was fucking a good. There just there so. just no like women around or what? Like what's going on with these people? I don't fucking know, dude. I I don't know what leads a man to fuck a goat. I mean, I mean, you had to have asked around after this, right? You you saw this happen. You're like, wait a minute, like they held goats highly. I mean, that's one thing to to them. Like their goats and sheep is like next fucking level. It's. Like it's is you, it like is it like how Luquan's uh, uh, ex-wife liked her, her horse? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's I don't know that. So that was one of the craziest things I fucking saw. Um, I mean, I saw some crazy shit. Yeah, well, I don't think you can top that one though. Jesus, like maybe you should. Well, there's like the there's some bad shit. I mean, in Iraq, it was really bad. Um, like the the thought process i mean sh- they were throwing babies over into the barbed wire fences and shit over our walls and fences and wait yeah, their babies. what their babies what? throwing babies over yeah, the hoping, fences hoping that they would protect the yeah. kids yeah hoping we could do something and protect the kids but dude they were in barbed wire we couldn't even get them out if we try i mean they were flaring around by the time we would have got to them they'd have been been dead they died anyways i mean throwing babies little kids and wait, I just wait, for I the followed they're throwing so these are like allies kind of they're throwing their babies over the hoping that they're the just iraqi civilians direct iraqi people oh in yeah, iraq just, okay i thought yeah. in afghanistan okay they did that in afghanistan too really they just i mean not that i saw it a lot over there in iraq i did um but I was kind of I went over to Iraq like right 
during one of the surges. That was my first deployment. Um, and it got real fucking bad around there. So even the civilians were... Dude, HSC thing's different, Zephy. It's fucking... Dude, that was something that I had to really mentally kind of come to terms with is... Like... They just... Dude, there was times where soldiers had to light up a, a vehicle because they weren't following our warning shots and all of that other good shit. And the dude's the dude's kid got hit. And then you just see him running or getting out, carrying his kid, and would carry it over to our medics, but wouldn't be mad at our soldiers whatsoever that their child died. Or got shot by us. Like, it's like, what the fuck? It was just to them, it was, they just think of things differently. Like, yeah, we're over there to fucking help out. Like, but it was, it was just so fucking weird. Like, so fucking weird. Just like, I mean, like, like friendly fire things or what? Like, kind of like a. No, it wasn't friendly fire. It was. Communication or what? Like, it's a. Something. Kind of. I mean, some of the, I guess it's like mistranslation. They, some of these people just didn't understand our warnings, which they should have. Um, Because by that time, we'd already been over there, you know, years. But vehicles, they'd have suicide bombers come up in vehicles and they would hit our checkpoints or our gates. They would just drive as fast as they fucking could get the vehicle as close as they could and then just blow it up so when a vehicle was driving towards our checkpoints um we always made it to where they couldn't just drive straight right so there would be like z pattern in front of them where we had barbed wire and sandbags and different shit and made them go through um but they would be trying to get up close to it and we would we'd give them warning shots into the air that they could hear um then we would shoot close to them. That'd be another warning. Um, but like the first warnings were like yelling at them, flashing lights at them, throwing water bottles, um, then shots in the air, then shots in front of them and on the ground. We might hit the car um, just so they they hear it. And they, dude, he just kept coming. So dude on the Humvee with the 240 Bravo just lit it up and he didn't get hit. Um, but his kid in the back seat got hit and just walked it up to us. The medics tried and it was the kid was just gone and he shook the medic's hands and like bowed his fucking head and said praise Allah and took his kid and walked away. Mm-hmm. Like this fucking super weird strange super world, weird. yeah. Oh, dude, it's that would have fucked it's me. It's a up. mind fuck. It is a mind fuck. It, I mean, those things. I mean, kind, but dude, the baby things that really got to me. Like that shit. That shit really got to me. Um, I couldn't see how they would. Like we we were yelling at. We had our translators yelling at them. Like you're throwing them into barbed wire, but. I don't know what their thinking was. I, I we never got an answer. Like, but 
the translators just kept telling us, well, they're the baby has a better chance, even if it's going in the barbed wire that, you know, we'll somehow save it and take it. Um, but save save baby from what? Like they're just um, just from poverty suicide or, from war or some shit. Coming People suicide don't... bombers. Um, there is it's sick shit. They would. Uh, oh, they're worried they that would... their kids are going to be taken by like somebody to become like bombers. Yeah. How weird become radicalized. Um, but or just get blown up or shot. Um, be used as so they would take they would take the kids and then make the dad or the mom put on a suicide vest and make them blow themselves up if they didn't then they killed the baby so i mean what do you think like with this stuff going on right now with like the houthis and whatever yemen um and sort of like the missiles flying everywhere and all that shit like uh i don't know what do you think the end result of all that becomes like this just goes on and on forever or what? Mm, I don't think so. Um, Israel is a close ally with the United States. Um, we can't just go to war with some of these countries, but Israel kind of can. Um, so how do they, how do we get involved with it? It's countries that we want to get involved with. It's countries that we want to take out. It's people that we want to take out. But we can't just do it. Well, China, because we China don't. came out and said that they don't want war. Like we, like they, they, they want like us as like a business partner, partner sort of thing. Like, yeah, but that's that's bullshit though too. Um, China's just smart about it. They don't want a physical war. See, China plans for the long term. We're short term. Everything for the United States is short term. That's why we have short term presidents. You know, longest they're going to be around is eight years. And it's just all the big companies that pretty much run the United States. But it's it's for the short term. How many billions of dollars can they make each fucking quarter? China is thinking 100 years out. But 500 years out, then a thousand years out. They got really long term goals. They don't care about destroying us militarily. They know they can't. Um, not right now. So they're going to destroy us economically. Um, you go to Afghanistan now, fucking all the cobalt mines and all that other bullshit. So it's really rich in resources over there. U.S. pulled out like fucking idiots. Spent, you know, a few trillion dollars fighting that war for 20 fucking years. We pull out. As soon as we pull out, China makes friends with the Taliban and starts buying up all the fucking, um, all the mines. So they pretty much have all that shit. They're not getting attacked, nothing. Um, which we should have fucking got some of that to pay back to, to make some money off of fucking being over there for so goddamn long. Um, we just pulled out. So China, they're playing the long game, and they will eventually knock us out economically. You see, the only power that the United States really has, um, I mean, we have our military might, but it's the dollar, the U.S. dollar. That's the biggest thing, because we get to hold the rest of the world hostage with it. Um, but our leaders have fucked up with the dollar. 
putting sanctions on like Russia and, and these other countries with the, with the dollar and we weaponized the dollar. And once we weaponized it, now a lot of these countries are like, well, fuck the dollar. We're not going to use it to buy anything else. And that's why Russia and China and all them are making their own little currency bullshit. And Russia hasn't been hurt pretty much at all. Fucking. It backfired on the U.S. So here pretty soon, China's going to take over on that and that'll be done. Because our biggest power was pretty much leverage, and we don't have that leverage anymore. Then the next thing that we could go to is military. But if we fuck them up too bad military-wise, like, we can't really do it because then we're going to get the rest of the world pissed off at us. We can fight China and win. We can fight Russia and win if nukes are not involved. But we can't fight the whole fucking world. We ain't that goddamn strong. Um, so we fucked up. I don't really know that any, I don't know that any military can fight anyone else and really win. That's, that's asking a lot. Like it depends on what you define as winning. It's quite difficult to like take a territory and keep it and all that, you know? Well, Well, not necessarily take a territory. It's, it's the economic impact that you can get off of taking a place over. So like we took over, a bunch of fucking areas, right? Um, you know, people don't realize. So, the United States has done something that most all other countries have never done, right? And I mean, going back thousands of years, okay? So, when they go to war, they destroy shit and they take shit. So, World War One, World War Two, especially after World War Two, you know, United States could have had all of Europe and there was nobody to stop us. No one. Nobody could have stopped us. We could have taken every fucking country, but we rebuilt those countries with our money and shit. Well, but that right? that's the other reason why the dollar is worth something. Well, a lot of it people is. don't realize that's, a lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. that that nukes aren't as crazy as people think. Like um, it's it's only like, yeah, obviously, like with, with radiation, it's it's fucked up and it'll leave long term damage. However, it's only a 50 mile radius with the nukes that we have. Like, it's it's really not as great. That's only fusion bombs. Your fission bombs, you're good to go. Those are the first bombs that we dropped in Japan. Um, and yeah, but I mean, Hiroshima and the UN's not going to let us use anything else. Well, they can't. Nobody can. Nobody can tell us. Well, UN doesn't dictate what no. we can do and what we can't no, do. No one's I mean, going to drop nuclear bombs on anybody because it's like yeah, pointless. Pointless. Yeah, yeah it's it pointless. Keep but the, but so historians and people will tell you how great the United States was, and the United States was great for doing that, right? We didn't. We could have. We had yeah, open like we didn't season keep, to take we whatever keep we wanted. We didn't right. keep Japan. So we didn't keep Germany. We helped rebuild it. We actually yeah, helped rebuild Japan and became partners and all that shit, right? But. You see, that was all a cover because, and that's why Putin's all pissed off, right? Um, It was all a cover because we did take over those countries. We literally did, just not in the physical way that most people think, Um, but we locked them into us. So we made them sign. It's hegemonic power, essentially. Exactly. Um, so with our money, with the dollar, which we had made them use, and then also um, 
one of the requirements in those countries after rebuilding them is we got like thousand year fucking leases um, on property there that we were allowed to put our military bases on. And that's all we really gave a shit about is strategic postings. Um, that's why we took over Hawaii. That's why we wanted Hawaii. We wanted to keep Japan from getting Hawaii. And we weren't going to let Hawaii get away and not become a state. Um, that's, I mean, we needed Hawaii. That was just one of the fucking things. Um, but we did that all over Europe. And the thing is, is like NATO, that's why Putin has a big problem with fucking NATO, is the United States pretty much runs NATO. It isn't just some conglomerate of certain fucking countries. Whatever the United States says, NATO fucking does. Because we finance 90% of fucking NATO. That's why Trump was like, fuck NATO. Um, either get everybody else to pay as much as we're fucking paying or fuck them. Um, because they don't pay shit at all. We, we fund NATO pretty much. And we wanted NATO bases. We wanted to use NATO to put bases closer, missile batter, batteries closer to Russia. Because... We're trying to encircle fucking Russia. The United States has always wanted to do that. They've been wanting to do that shit before the Cold fucking War. Um, and that's what Putin has a fucking problem with. He's like, I'm just trying to protect my borders and make sure that I can't just be fucking encircled. And so that's why the whole Ukraine shit and everything fucking else. Um, but it's, we've pushed it. The United States has pushed that shit. If you look at, you know why we went to war with Iraq and all those countries? Because our end goal is Iran. We want to take out fucking Iran. The problem is, is with directly, we need the, you know what? Does anybody know what the biggest thing is? The number one most important thing when you go to war is? Does anybody know what the most toughest thing is to figure out in a war? What's that? I mean, take a guess. You probably know stuff. Fucking bags. Um, hmm. uh, what's the number one thing? What like to, uh, I don't know. when you, when, when a country is trying to go to war with another country, there's one thing that's the most fucking important thing, um, before you even declare war or go to war. And then it stays the most important thing during the war as well. I don't know, like command and control or supply chains, oh, supply, supply chains. chains. Sure. Yep. Yeah. It's the biggest fucking thing. It almost made us lose uh, Normandy. Um, fucking during D-Day. But when we stormed Normandy, um, that was one of the biggest issues that they had with that. And it almost got fucked up after we landed. Um, a few days later, one of the biggest fucking storms in, in 40, 50 years hit Normandy and knocked out all the fucking boats because after we stormed the beaches we needed to get all the equipment over there once we got the beaches we need to move farther inwards and take over other towns so we can get the ports and move farther in and then take paris and liberate fucking france um and that way we were right next to germany and could move into germany so it was like very strategic but the biggest thing was supply we needed those supply routes open without that and the whole fucking thing almost went to shit because the storm that lasted for four days um, almost wiped out. I mean, it wiped out a bunch of the 
so they had like temporary uh, man-made ports that were on the ocean um, and knocked a shit ton of those out. Um, all the f- shit ton of boats that were coming over daily, dude. Boats were coming over um, through the channel, bringing tens of thousands of fucking soldiers, um, thousands of fucking tanks and hum- or jeeps and everything else daily. And had that supply chain not had it been halted a little bit longer then the germans reinforcements could have gotten in there kept them from getting the airfields that they needed there and would have held them at the beaches and slaughtered the living shit out of them um because we didn't have the armament there we just had soldiers on the fucking ground um but that's one of the biggest things like with Iran as well. And another thing that's a big problem with Iran is if we decide to go to with war with Iran and don't have our bases and enough soldiers around the areas that we can somewhat control, because if we go in there, it's gotta be quick. In and fucking out, like quick. We gotta take them over um, really quickly because all it takes is one mortar crew, one, two men, two men, that's it. A spotter and the fucking the shooter pretty much um all they need to do is sink one tanker in the straits of four moose and bam fucking that thing will be clogged for months months and look up how much oil daily oil comes out of um comes out of the Straits of Formose. Yeah, plenty. <laughs> On a daily. Yep. Fucking like 20%, 25% of the world's daily oil comes through there, through the Straits. And so you take that amount of oil off for the next three months, four months, and it might even be longer than that because you're going to have to try to send crews out there to pretty much try to open it up but while they're there they're just getting fucking bombed you know hit with mortars getting attacked fucking it just becomes a complete fucking shit show um so that's one of the biggest fucking reasons we haven't gone into iran yet um it's all strategic now we're playing the long game on that and that's why we're going into all the countries that are around fucking iran and a lot of it is like testing. Um, one reason we're helping Ukraine out, people keep asking, oh, why are we helping Ukraine out? Why are we sending them all this shit, all this money and supplies and everything else? Um, because we're testing fucking supply chains. We need to see, okay, how quickly can we get things over there? Um, how efficiently can we do it? Uh, and then it helps us get rid of some of our stockpiles, old shit that we need to open up warehouses for so we can spend some of that $700 billion a year budget that we get for our military and refill them with some of our new shit. And we get to test our new weaponry out over there because one of the biggest things in the military is testing. You know this, Luquan. I'm sure you guys did it in the Air Force too. Um, but units that are at home and stuff we can test it somewhat but the best testing for something is testing it in real real world real world testing and that's war that's the best place to test everything and we're doing that 
to get ready for fucking China because they want to take Taiwan. If they take Taiwan, then um, we're going to war with China. We will go to war with them for that. Yeah, although um, it's not really clear to me that the big um, the big world players really gain a lot of benefit from like so the biggest problem right now for all the big industrialized countries is a lack of population. Everyone's population is dropping. Mm, so it's going to become ex exceedingly difficult in the next like 20 years to execute on any of these things effectively because there's not enough babies. <laughs> it's pure and simple. So I don't know like how many countries can be willing to like decimate their populations and such in, in pursuit of these things. I'm not really sure. You know what happens though, including, right after big China, wars, including China for that matter. Yeah. But you know what happens right after big wars? Well, China's got a shit ton of people they can give up. Don't um, say baby boots. They don't mind that shit. Don't um, say baby boots. But <laughs> so after those yeah, wars, well, well, China, if you actually China's population could drop by about 300 million within the next 20 years, there's just not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it can drop and other countries are having big issues with it. Um, but if you look at like the wars, um, World War Two, dude, that was like. The highest numbers, numbers of bastard children born and divorces and infidelity and so after world wars it actually the population increases after huge wars populations increase because you have less people but then you have a bunch of abundance of good shit um and then now because the wars got the economies going even after the wars those economies all that shit is still going um creating more surplus in money and everything else so now people have money to have more children and to have more fun and it actually i don't increases. know but remember the the last hundred years the difference was we were in the petro agro sort of like giga growth revolution like um we were putting pun punching out more calories per person in terms of food we had like energy out the wazoo whereas now the difference is is that like most of that is largely plateaued and the the actual populations of the world are just dropping you know like a rock so most countries don't have a lot of room to be killing off their their young like baby producing age groups without like really severe consequences like south korea is in a mess right now for example like japan's in a mess um so like so many places don't have i mean even china like they built out so much shit like you know to lose two three hundred million people over the course of the next 20 years or whatever like, like, what, the, what are they going to do with all those buildings and things? A lot of their economy is just fucked in some ways because of these issues. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but so, That's why Elon brings you, it up. He's telling yeah, he everybody would, to fuck like rabbits and have 10 kids each. Yeah, he brings right. it up a lot. Yeah, he brings it up a lot. Well, I mean, like the industrialized world, it's like the, the most pressing issue. The most pressing issue isn't the various regimes and, the you know, who you can go to war with or whatever. The, the most obvious problem is like for all of these countries, Russia in particular, Europe, uh, China, um, the U.S. a little bit less so because we let in like a gajillion illegal immigrants. So that sort of semi solves it. Um, but um, yeah, but a lot of South America, et cetera, like everyone's having this exact problem. Anyone exposed to technology essentially gets you know, a dropping baby population, basically. You, you know how you fix that? 
there's somebody that figured that wanted to do it and did it and started increasing their population. It's somebody in World War II. I give you one guess. Who, Hitler? <laughs> yep. Yep. What do you do? He, uh, so white pumps in here. White pump, do you have kids? Uh, oh, she's not talking anymore. So oh, in Germany, they have uh, Kindergeld. So every single person who has children gets a certain amount of money for each child every month. Everybody. Doesn't matter who you are. So even like the Turkish people, Turkish people will pop out like a bunch of kids um, because they get Kindergeld for each one. And it increases. So, like, the younger, like, if you have four kids, your youngest one, you'll get more money for that youngest one than you are for your oldest one. Um, so, each, so it actually increases. And there's families living just off of Kindergeld. Kindergeld means child, child money. Um, They'll probably do that and, again in various countries, I would think. <laughs> and, well, the United States is going that way. Although, although um, most, most places are semi-broke, so it's like just mostly printed money, but whatever it is, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but the Democrats are already wanting to push that. So you see the like the child care acts. Um, they aren't going quite as extreme with it as it is, but they tested it out. So was it last year or the year before, you know, that child tax credit that you get where Biden was doing it right, to where right. it came in like on a monthly basis and they were testing it out to see how efficient, how they could do it. And that'll probably come back. If another Democrat gets into the presidency, they kind of switched off of it <clears throat> because they need to see how they would make those payments. Instead of you getting it at the end of the year, um, they give it to you through the month. And then they can increase it from there. And then for each kid that you have, they can increase it. Now, that's a good and a bad thing because, well, it's a bad thing because, well, where the fuck are you getting the money to pay for all this bullshit? Um, it can be a good thing in Elon Musk's argument because then you're getting people to just have fucking kids to basically live off of it. You know what I mean? So... You can increase the population that way. Yeah, as long as the population is getting bigger, you can inflate the currency, um, essentially, because you have a new, you know, like you have a new user of that currency, and you have a, like a larger uh, economy um, going forward. So you can actually, so inflation works in a world that's like growing, in which resources um, have not been fully tapped, and you can still like get more of them out of the ground or whatever. So the idea is like, well, you you know, while your debt to GDP ratio is, uh, you know, might be high, like later the GDP is going to be much bigger and therefore it won't matter. That That's the theory. Um, and then the other funny thing about the world today is that like everybody inflates their currency. So it's like, it's all relative. So if you look at it that way, like, does it really matter how much debt is created because no country is actually going to legitimately pay off their debt anyway? So then it becomes just like, well... Like, it's just a net neutral thing around the world and nobody gives a shit. So that's kind of how people are playing it now. Like, the, the national debt or whatever is meaningless is sort of the attitude that's being taken, essentially. Although, I don't know, like, the debt servicing and whatnot, how that's going to work if the interest payments get too large and whatever, right? But, uh, like, I'm not sure. That's what happened to the Templars. Hmm. That's exactly what happened to the Templars. Fucking emperor couldn't fucking ran broke, borrowed all the fucking money from the Templars because they were rich as shit. Didn't have the money to pay them back, so he badmouthed them to the fucking Pope and everybody else, and then they became enemies of the fucking church, and 
were getting slaughtered and torn the fuck down and their money stolen. So, and yep. all the debts got wiped clean. Usually the debt will just go wiped clean is what will happen. And uh, like a lot of U.S. Yeah. debt is actually to the American population, not to outsiders. So the reality is that like, eh, they just won't pay Americans their health care or their whatever. Right. And so the ob- social obligations will get nixed first at some level. Um, so, yeah, it all happens at once, too. It's not like a it's not like a stepwise approach. Usually the entire thing collapses in one big, uh, gigantic deck of cards or whatever. Um, like the fast reset is probably quick is probably easier than the slow one in some ways. <laughs> but uh, well, and that's, you know, and that's one reason we don't give a shit about going to war with China. Um it has to be done strategic. It's not going to happen like tomorrow and stuff. China has been buying up a bunch of our debt bonds, right? So they own a bunch of our debt. And that's actually one reason they're allowed to buy a lot of the properties in the United States is because they wipe some of those bonds clear to be able to purchase these properties and all this other shit. Um, <clears throat> but if we go to war with China, and that's why we're so adamant and stuck in Taiwan and China wants fucking Taiwan because to them, see, China, Taiwan is Hawaii to China. You see, we had to have we had to have Hawaii in the Pacific because if Japan would have gotten that, it would have opened up us for attack to the mainland, like big time, you know, strategic wise. Um, and Taiwan is the same thing for China. And that's why they don't they don't want us fucking over there, but we Every president, it doesn't matter if it's Democrat, Republican, because the powers that be that kind of run the United States, they have their end fucking goals, you know, and they're not going to, they don't want China to become the economic power and all of that other great shit. Um, so eventually, I can almost guarantee you we're going to fucking go to war with China. There's no offense or buts about it. It might not be in the next year, might not be in the next 10 years, but it's it's in the plans that's the only thing that we that the united states plans ahead for everything else nope don't give a fuck but that we do plan for every single fucking one of them that's why we took Gaddafi out you know we wanted the gold that was over there we'd wanted it forever and we just wait for certain times and then we go in and kind of take what the fuck we want and destroy that area for the reasons that we want. Gaddafi was a little bit different. We wanted to wait a little bit longer, but we couldn't because of the direction Gaddafi was going. And we didn't want more countries jumping on board. He wanted to get away from the U.S. dollar completely and pay everything in gold. So he was accumulating gold and wanted to go back on the gold standard. And we were like, nope, fuck you. And we went in and took all his fucking gold. It's a, a fiat is basically um, like fiat is backed by violence, pretty much. That's how that, how that works. <laughs> like yeah, by war, at some level or the other, it's it's what it is. Yeah, like Venezuela. You know, most people think it's the the fucking dictators in Venezuela. We pushed them to do that shit. We pushed them. And and help them along the fucking way to do that. Um, to and do now what? you gotta to inflate their fucking their cash to where it's 
basically worth nothing. You can wipe your ass with it. I mean, you got to take in three suitcases to go buy a, bur a burger, you know, of cash. You can't even carry around enough cash. So you know what they purchase goods with over there now? What they use, what vendors take. They don't even take their own currency anymore because now. it... Yep, they take dollars. Now, it kind of backfired a little bit on us, though, because the... Oh, fuck, what's his name? The guy that's in power over there right now. Um, can't even think of him. But even the guy before him, like Chavez and those bastards, um, to kind of keep up with it, they led in China. And... Venezuela actually has like a lot of gold mines and a bunch of shit and China came in and gave them a bunch of fucking money and buying up all of those mines and everything and they're doing it all over the place. So it kind of backfired. We weren't quick enough to get in there and do it. China was smart enough to do it. And even before we pulled out of Afghanistan, China was already trying to make back in deals. So as soon as the United States pulled out of Afghanistan, they moved in, took over those properties and started mining. And we just, we have good plans and then we fuck it up because one big thing is different generals, different presidents, different fucking, the idiots don't always follow the plan of the overseers above. And, you know, I, I had soldiers underneath me and we would have a fucking game plan going and I would tell it to all my fucking soldiers. And then there'd be like one soldier that just fucked up. And because he fucked up, it got us in a gunfight, you know, way before we were supposed to fucking get into the gunfight. And we weren't able to fucking set up correctly. And it turned into a fucking shitstorm, you know, and that still happens on our fucking end. You know, I'm sure fucking Biden, he was just stupid and he wasn't supposed to pull out like he fucking did. And he just he did. And it kind of fucked the plans up a little bit. Yeah, that was a weird, weird event. Of course, but I don't think like, I don't think Biden has a brain. Like he, I don't think he was doing anything. Like whoever is running him pretty much uh, did all of that for the most part. <laughs> like, kind of, but they, well, they probably wanted him to do it slightly different, right? But he, they went and told him and because this motherfucker doesn't have a brain and is senile, you know, they told him, you know, wait a month. And he heard it as wait a day. And the fucking next day he's given the order. You know, it's like, hey, motherfucker, you jumped no, the gun, dude. Is, whatever the political rationale for doing that removal from Afghanistan, it's like, I don't know, like Biden doesn't have two brain cells. He hasn't have hasn't had any like substantial brain cells for like, I don't know, a couple of few years now. So the, the reality is like, you know, whatever happened, um, I mean, the guy had dementia before he was elected. Forget about afterwards. Um, that was obvious. I was mentioning that before, like, you know, during the election and stuff. I was like, he has obvious dementia. Like, I do this for a living. I can tell from like afar. I don't need a fucking mini mental status exam to tell you you have a dementia. Like, you can have a conversation in five minutes, you'll know. And um, so like the, this guy, like he, I don't, the, whoever runs Biden in the background is, um, is it's like, when we say Biden, it's like, what are we talking about? The chief of staff? I mean, who who is actually running the show back there? Uh, probably Obama. And then he's got his puppet masters as well. So you think Obama's I mean, still exerting influence there much? Oh, yeah. Just just some of the things, um, the executive orders and all that. So if you go back and listen to some of the things Obama wanted to do that he didn't get to, um, somehow they're still getting they're being gotten to now. Um, 
So very much. And then most of the staff well, that Biden the has, they're all Obama standard, people. Isn't that stuff just standard like Democratic Party playbook or something though? Like what? Oh no. I don't know Obama, Obama took really things playing. Obama took things pretty fucking extreme. Um that I mean the Democratic Party's been going pretty fucking far left. And I'm not like you know, giving the fucking Republicans an upper hand because they're kind of going fucking far right. Um, some of them, um, <clears throat> because they all have puppet fucking masters, you know, at the end of the day, but the Democrats yeah, but- are going really fucking far left, but it really started kind of with Clinton when the democratic party started getting off of its roots, you know, um, yeah, it like really classic, started with Clinton. No classic yeah. liberals essentially left. Yeah. And because Democrats and Republicans, they used to be shoulder and shoulder, right? There was a line between them, between their feet, but they used to be shoulder and shoulder. You know what I mean? Um, They could cross the aisle pretty easily on a lot of fucking things. There was just a few things that they didn't agree upon, you know, but then they just started getting farther away. So now the Republicans are like, a hundred feet away from the line and the Democrats are a hundred feet away from the line. Um, I think the Democrats are actually a little farther away from the fucking line, but there's Republicans that are doing a stupid shit too. Um, George Bush, one of them, Dick Cheney, they were, yeah, they were complete fucking We went to war in Iraq. The only reason we went to war in Iraq is because of money to make fucking money. I mean, you know how much money fucking Halliburton and all those companies made? I mean, billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions. I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous. And it was all, it's, it was all about money. Every single bit of it, it had nothing to do. Now it, it was all about money and then, um, strategic positioning. What, what do you think about Iraq's the theory that like, um, it was a war about the, um, Saddam Hussein was kind of threatening to go off petrodollars and go to basket of currencies for Iraqi oil. And it's like, no, no, no. Um, like there's a, so the, one of the incentives was to prevent the, um, selling of Iraqi oil in, um, you know, anything but the, but the dollar. And that was the final outcome after the Iraq war sold in dollars. So, so like <laughs> mission accomplished, um, what's your sense on like that? Like, is that as a, as opposed to the weapons of mass destruction story, you know, that, well, that was complete bullshit. We all know that. I mean, they still haven't think, found weapons of mass destruction, but do you um, think that was a, do you think that was a specific, like, I think that was one of them. Yeah. You think it was like a, what is it called? Like not a false flag, but it was like a, like a set of pictures that was created to sort of convince everyone it's time to go to war somehow. And then like, but the purpose was like, you know, the preservation of the petrodollar in the background and Hey, we have to gin every gin up everyone to agree to go do this. But like, we can't just say it's to preserve the petrodollar. So we have to like come up with some reason or something like, what, what do you think? Or do you think they're legitimately like, there was some concern no. that these weapons were there and then the whole thing turned out. No, to be well, they know, they know it was not true. I mean, the documents have, came out it was complete fabrication from uh cheney and uh rumsfeld and them complete fabrication it was just the way it was a new just the way to go to war it was a new Mm -hmm. american century group thing that they just kind of came up with this like let's make some pictures and show some weapons or something (laughs) like i don't know well 
there's a lot of well there's like conspiracy theories that like saddam hussein was a u.s asset right which isn't really a conspiracy theory there's actually a lot of documents um from the cia that were unredacted um and were kind of released through the freedom of information act that bush senior was pretty much saddam hussein's handler and we we put saddam hussein over into iraq to keep kind of tabs on that area with like iran and shit and to keep iraq under control and we just told him you know you can do pretty much whatever but then once he got into power he kept trying to kind of separate himself well he got slapped on the hands um the first time he tried doing it which was desert shield and all that good shit he had those wacky um, ass he had those wacky ass fucking sociopathic sons and stuff too right like oh yeah i mean saddam hussein was fucking nuts don't get me wrong but they kind of needed somebody that was nuts there to stay in power right the the rule by fear um because you have the Kurds, the Shiites, the Sunnis. So you needed somebody that was able to control all those fuckers, right? Because Iraq is made up of like a bunch of different people that are constantly vowing for power, right? So you needed somebody there that could instill so much fear that would keep them from really trying to do anything. And Saddam Hussein did that. I mean, they would, I mean, the crazy shit that he fucking did was insane, but we allowed him to get away with that. The only time we interfered is so when he was moving like towards Kuwait, and that was the first time he was talking about kind of getting off of the dollar standard, you know, for oil. Um, well, that and, was the, the, but the the whole Kuwait thing, so that was Iraq War One, right? Like the yeah, Desert Storm, that Desert whole Shield thing was not fabricated in a sense that like that was not a. Like, oh, look, there's WMDs. Let's go blow things up. That was no, and like just basically Saddam Hussein, but going fucking nuts. Like, like what was it, that all kind about? of remember. kind of. I mean, it wasn't him going nuts. It was him rebelling against like the U.S. and was trying to show like some power and then going towards fucking Kuwait um, because Kuwait has always been our bitches. Like Kuwait's just our bitches and stuff. So we sent troops over there on the on the line and to move in, um, and not a single shot was fucking fired. That should tell you um, from like the U.S. kind of um, point. And we pretty much went over there and slapped them on the fucking hands, and we're like, "Dude, get your shit to fucking together, or we're just gonna kill you." And at that point, he had power, but not as much power as he ended up gaining right so we gave him a slap on the hands and then as a child like okay when you get mad at your kids remember when there was that like argument though that like uh like bush just wanted to go back in because he fucking you know hates saddam and you know you know bush jr is gonna go fuck him up you know (laughs) remember that remember that dialogue like well it's kind of funny that it was his son and cheney right so cheney kind of controlled bush um but it was kind of crazy that his father was saddam's handler and then you know he really disrespected bush senior right and bush senior didn't get reelected for a second term so he kind of couldn't finish everything that he wanted to do so as a child throwing a tantrum to kind of stick his tongue out at you know bush senior in a sense um 
and at the U.S. because we told them you need fucking you need to turn around and go fucking home, um, or we're just gonna we're gonna take you out of fucking power and put somebody else in. And he knew that 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 was what was gonna happen. So he turned around, turned his army around. You know what he did when he did whenever they turned around, lit all the oil fields on fire. Oh yeah, and that was to throw the tantrum, like slam the door, throw whatever on the fucking ground kind of thing, because he knew that that would piss us off. Now, because he turned around, we couldn't just off him anymore. So he turned around and he's like, okay, if I turn around and leave, then the U S can't fucking do anything, but I'm going to light all the fucking oil fields on fire. So we spent all this goddamn time trying to put those sons of bitches out because that was our money burning away too. Um, then he gained a lot more power, a lot more fucking power. Um, and was threatening again, like what you said is to get off, you know, the petrodollar and all of that shit. And at that point we had enough of it. And for one, we needed to practice, um, strategic warfare of how to do war over there again for Iran, getting ready for Iran. How quickly can we take over Iraq? You know how long it took us to take over Iraq? Remember it was like a week or something. It was three days yep. or something. Yep. Under a Pretty week, sure. we we took over fucking Iraq. Now it took us a while to like completely, but we the war that shit was over. Now yeah, it was the, the occupation. The yeah, yeah, the occupation took a while. You know, like really taking over and occupying like Fallujah and all that shit. I mean, that was fucking hell. I mean. The soldiers that went and did that, man, my hat's off fucking to them. I mean, I never went through that kind of shit over there. But, um, yeah, that, that part was fucking obviously a lot fucking uh, longer. And, um, but it was all about money. You know, people are like, well, you we were kind of left there. Afghanistan only or you did, you were in Iraq too? I did Iraq. I did Iraq in 07. Um, mm-hmm. That was my first tour. Okay. So end of 06 and uh, 07. And then I did two tours in Afghanistan. Oh, three tours! Wow. Yeah. You so I got I. I went to Iraq, came back. I was in Iraq for fifteen months. Got back. Um. Ended up getting PCS. I got switched to a unit. So when a unit comes back, they have a year hold on them. They can't be redeployed for a year. Right. Um, a soldier is it's six months. Um, they had stopped doing like the stop loss kind of shit there. They just kind of extended the deployment times. So when you got your orders, it didn't say 12 months anymore. Um, it was like 14, 15 months. And then if they try keeping you past that, then that would be like your stop loss. Right. Or sending you back immediately after you came back from the war. Um, but then they put those stipulations that a unit can get redeployed for a year, a soldier for six months. So how could they get a soldier to deploy right away? They would just switch, switch them around units. And that's what happened to me. So, um, I got switched units and, so as soon as I went to the new unit that already had orders that they were deploying, I was, I only had to wait six months, not a year now. So about seven months after I got back from Iraq, I went over to Afghanistan. Um, and then I was in Afghanistan for 14 months, 13 months, 14 months, um, got back 
and then had a little bit of time um, left just doing fucking training and all that shit. And then I got out. I did four years, got out. Um, then I was out for nine months. And then I had a bunch of my soldiers call me up and they're like, hey, fucking we're about to get deployed. Uh, we'd really love you to fucking come back, have our, you know, keep our ass safe, have our back and all this other shit. Um, they'd gotten sent to a new unit, um, 3-1 out of El Paso. It was a new unit standing up and getting deployment orders. So... I got, I said, fuck it. And I re-enlisted. And because I was re-enlisting, I got to pick my duty station and the unit. So I picked that unit and deployed there the third time with my boys. So, and then towards the end, um, around the nine month mark, uh, it was almost 10 months. Actually, I was like three days away from being there 10 months. That's whenever shit hit the fan got blown up and all of that good shit. Mm. There was like third tour you got hit. Yeah. That was the, the last one. So, but when I got to the unit, they pushed our deployment date. So, um, we ended up, so we had, we had orders to, to go. Um, our Colonel ended up, he was like, so he was like, this really fucking important dude. He helped write like the book on coin and all this other shit for engagements and all this. Um, and he was trying to get like his one star, right? So he was trying to get as much shit under him as possible. So he swapped deployments with another unit. So it kept us from getting deployed, but from us being a new unit and not getting deployed, we got to become a testing unit, right? So we got, all the new MRAPs, all the new strikers, um, all sorts of new weapon systems, robotic systems, um, and we got to field test them. And then and that's we got the, the field test. That's where the GOAT comes in. No, that was, no. Um, so we were field testing that, and I did that for, I don't know, about a year and a half. Um and then so that he had that under his belt. So now he had a field testing unit that tested all this new high tech shit out and everything else. He had that under his belt. Now he wanted us to deploy. So he flew over to fucking Afghanistan, um, was checking out an area and went and spoke to this fucking other general. Um, and this other commander who was over there because his unit was about to deploy and made a deal with them for us to take their fucking deployment. So that's what ended up happening. We ended up taking their fucking deployment. Um, so we went and trained for like four months, five months, and then we got deployed. And that was around my two year mark on my second deployment. And then 10 months later, I got blown the fuck up and came back was in Ramstein, had some surgeries done there, then came back stateside, had two more reconstructive surgeries, and finished out my time and got the fuck out. So, mm. Mm. Yep. yep. How much time total was it these tours? Like, you're talking about months or how long did they last? So, the first one was 15 months. 
the second tour was like 13 or 14 months um and then my third tour should have been i think 12 or 13 months but i was there 10 months whenever i got hit so it was right outside um outside this fucking this village that we were going into um in kandahar and we were going down this road there was like a little mountain beside us and we were coming around the turn and they had planted ieds right there the first truck went and it was like a turn so he turned and then we were at the the apex of the turn like right when we we're about to turn right um and they hit us the second truck and they shot off an rpg they were trying to hit the first truck with the rpg and hit us with the ied <clears throat> but he'd already made the turn and they'd shot off the rpg too late so the rpg hit the front left the driver's side hit the front um and the ied went off at like the exact same time but because of the the i the rpg hit like two seconds before the ied actually went off and it, that rpg actually saved our life that it missed the other truck and then hit us because it pushed the front end of the humvee over to the right a little bit more and it kept the ied from blowing up directly underneath us so it blew it blew on the left side like the driver's side and blew the humvee to the right so so it wasn't like upwards where we would have taken most of the shock a lot of the concussion went out towards the mountain part um and blew us and then it, it fucking flipped but the thing that sucked is <clears throat> like my left leg was hanging out the fucking door so we had these huge mats four inch mats that were in the floor that helped take some of the concussion and all that shit we had the doors off i was kind of hanging out of it and that's why my whole left leg my left foot is it's like a terminator foot like three of my toes from the small one all the way up or it's all it's all metal all of its metal um, oh, they had to reconstruct your foot pretty much yeah in my leg yeah so mm -hmm. i got like a terminator foot and shit and screws going up my heel um to hold my heel in place and my achilles tendon um all of that shit my, my bones in my foot like so i had my foot kind of my heel was inside um was inside the humvee and then i had like my toes kind of hanging out but the way that my foot was my three smaller toes there's those are the ones and that part of the foot is really what took that blast that was coming out that way so that was all like powder those bones didn't even exist anymore they were just powder and going into fucking like my bloodstream and shit they were fucking gone um so all of that's metal going from oh, my ankle disintegrated bone. pretty much yeah it just turned into fucking powder man and then the other bones to so my big toes um my two big toes and shit that was all like fractured you know a bunch of fractures in there so they had to reset all of that put rods in through my big toes all the way through towards the ankle to get those reset um and then screw those fuckers down then i had a screw going i still have that screw in the bottom of my heel going up holding my heel in place locking it in with my ankle so that my achilles because that was separated and my achilles was fucking separated so they had to reattach my achilles and then reattach that but they had to cut some of my achilles out so 
it wasn't as long anymore so they actually had to have do a heel slide as well and then that screw to hold my heel in and just multiple surgeries then go back in because redo rebreaks you know to get it to grow right take out some of the rods and it was it was it was fun lots of fun well, I mean, I so, like some pretty creative shit to get all that stuff in your foot. Yeah. And then like my back got fucked up from it. I got severe sciatica um, from that shit. But they told me so I was supposed to. They told me I would never run again ever. Um, I'd never be able to like go hiking, run. I'd be walking with a cane. And I told them, sure whatever my wife's uh at the time my ex-wife her mom was a physical therapist she had a master's in it she'd been doing it for 40 how years get, how much to get back finally um i run i hike i mean okay. i don't walk with a fucking cane but i took physical therapy like religious like so i had her set me up i didn't follow any of the physical therapy um that that military set up and then i was on tricare prime so i paid so you get free medic med- medical right in the military um through tricare but mm-hmm. if you want to pay a little bit out of pocket um then you can have tricare prime which allows you to go see any doctors not the military doctors so I didn't get my surgeries done through through the military doctors. So I went and saw like really badass surgeons, um, orthopedic surgeons, and got my shit done good. And then I followed my physical therapy like religiously. I mean, I did three times as much as what they wanted me to do it. And I did it twice, twice as long. So I took like a really long time making sure that I didn't overdo it, you know, and really took my uh, physical therapy seriously because I have two sons, you know what I mean? And there was no way I wasn't going to fucking do shit with them. Um, I also ride Harleys and stuff. That's my shifter side, you know, where I'm shifting and like, there was just no way I wasn't going to be active again. So and is it painful? It, like I, after like running four or five miles, is my leg in pain? Sure, it's in pain. Um, it'll hurt the next day. So I only run like two or three times a week. You know what I mean? Um, but it's not like crazy, crazy. You know, it's it's like I'm sure you've sprained your ankle. You know, and then like right after you're coming off like a sprained ankle after like four or five weeks and you start like kind of getting back onto running on it, how that feels afterwards. That's that's how it feels to me. Just like coming off a bad spring. So um, in the wintertime, it fucking starts bugging me because all the shit that's in there. Um, that kind of sucks. Um, I just have to be careful. Like I can't. I can't really be barefoot anymore. So that kind of sucks because I feel the screw in the bottom of my heel. So I always have to wear sandals. Um, so like, that like kind of sucks. Like the shower and stuff, you got to wear some rubber sandals. And... Um, with the showers, it's not that bad because I have those um, those thick-ass uh, non-slip shower mats that go into. Um, oh, yeah. So I use those for there. But yeah, like... Well, I hate, I actually hate like carpet all over the place in my house. Um, so I ended up using a bunch of rugs. So my uncle was in Iraq as well. He was a truck driver over there. Um, and 
he ended up after my accident in Afghanistan, he sent a bunch of rugs over like really nice. Like over here, you'd pay thousands and thousands of dollars for those rugs and you get them for like dirt cheap over there. You pay like fucking 20 bucks, 30 bucks. He sent a bunch of those out and they're beautiful, nice and thick. So I have those all over my house, um, everywhere where I have tile, my bedrooms, I had uh, hardwood floors, but I had those all carpeted. Um, just because I get out of bed, I like walking around, you know, my room and I can't do it barefoot, but I like being barefoot. So, and so even shoes that becomes a little bit of a bitch. I got to get shoes with like a really good, um, sole to them. So I wear mostly like under armor that has those foam soles that are really kind of squishy. Um, yeah. You got like, so, to yeah. pay, pay attention to what you buy for your feet. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, wait, if you find something good, you have to buy five pairs of them so you make sure that they, they that's work. exactly what i do <laughs> once i buy <laughs> a pair dude yep i, I get like three of them yeah i get three of them so like the nikes the 5.0s i still got six sets of those in um that's funny in my closet um <laughs> and those came out in 2013 2014 something like that that's funny um, yeah yeah found those they were so fucking comfortable the newer models of them suck um but i ended up i went online because they stopped selling them in stores but i found them online through nike and <laughs> i bought i bought like 10 pairs of them well, john, well, john had some so, kind of comment by the way hey john what's up what's up john yo what's up Seth? what's up demon hey. monkey it's a long time don't speak yeah what's going on brother yo. Hey, Demon, uh, I was listening to you about, uh, you know, the war and and things uh, and all the things that are happening in the world. What do you think? What do you think these people that, you know, and a lo long time ago, you you and me was talking in the spaces uh, about these topics. And what is the ultimate gain that this this people or the world wants to go needs to happen because this about you know the Middle East and Russia and Ukraine all the shit happening what is the ultimate what we want in the world man because we want to um, get rid of, of a lot of kind of people we want or what 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 is you know what i mean control would be my guess i mean i i don't know um my, to my, me it's my, always felt like control my impression is just like the world is one gigantic kind of moloch phenomenon it's like there's really not anyone really quote unquote in control in the sense that all control is an illusion and there's a lot of randomness and chance that gets to play in every single thing, every movement, every event that happens, every, you know, the weather, whatever it is like that, that drives like random events. So like, you, you don't like the people that think they're in control, like to believe that they are, but at some larger level, control is largely an illusion. And the entire game uh, that all these countries play is this attempt to sort of maintain some level of control and command and uh, feel like they are in charge of their own destiny in some way. 
but like even within each country, like nobody fucking agrees about what the world should be, at, uh, what their own country should be. Forget about what the rest of the world should do. So at some level, there's just this nonstop phenomenon of like but, incentives being aligned or misaligned. And it just, it's, it's just a nonstop process. There is no, there is no exact goal or whatever. Yeah, there is no thing. Well, I saw it more. Whenever I talk about control, though, it's more like a monetary control, like what the U.S. became with the U.S. dollar when it became the standard um, and the petrodollar. That's like a big thing. And if you look at a lot of the countries that we're going against, it's the countries that we're wanting to get off of the petrodollar. And so we're making up shit to try to either go to war with them when we can't go to war with them. And we have an ally close by to them, then we make them kind of go to war and it's a proxy war then. So we're using Ukraine. We're using Ukraine. I mean, we're just using Ukraine to put a burden on fucking Russia and everything else. We don't give a shit what happens to Ukraine. We give two fucks. The United States, they don't give a fuck. We care about Russia. That's the thing. And Russia and China and all them, they want to get away from the U.S. dollars and all of that shit. And that's who we're after. And then we tried sanctioning them and threatening them, and then that shit doesn't work. And so now we're putting more pressure on the war front of them and to make Russia spend their fucking money that pretty, pretty much last, yeah, but that last problem, century. Demon, but that brings problems for other, other countries, too. Because, listen, I don't have a problem to when... Ukraine's because I you know I lived in the Netherlands and uh, you are uh, you you have a German bloodline you know how is what is happening in Germany too you know uh, if 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 some Ukrainians were the places where the war is come to us uh, I'm happy to help these people okay but the problem now is the people that in the cities where the war with Russia is, this kind of people not coming to us. What you know? What people that's coming to us? What kind of uh, Ukraine's people? The people that live in other cities that is no war. They coming here. Okay. They say, oh, we go. Uh, we we running for war, but they coming here. Okay. And three times three. Three three times in a year they go to vacation to Ukraine, but where the cities there's no war, nothing. They coming here, they get everything free, let everything free. They not they need to pay nothing. If they work, all the money is for them. Okay, they don't pay well, taxes. Remember, remember, John, the game in Europe is the population of Europe is collapsing. So the reality is, many European countries are perfectly happy to take like pretty much refugees from wherever the fuck they like is coming especially if it's from uh places like ukraine or whatever people that have reasonable amounts of like uh training iq or whatever the the general concept in europe has been to take as many um take in as many po possible people as possible because there's just not enough population to replace who's existing there it's only 1.2 yep. births per family at this moment on average in europe so it's like it's just a complete fucking mess in Europe, essentially. Yeah, there's a mess so in that's here. Part of the yeah, it is a mess. So, 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 so what's the more people they have, the more money they can borrow as well, because now they can, because they're and, taking and, care. People see them spending money on those individuals, but they're actually getting more money. So the money that every every country has a central bank, and 
whenever there's a new citizen, a new baby, a new individual that goes there, they can take out a loan against that citizen because through the lifetime of that citizen, this is how much money on average that it'll earn and pay in taxes and all of that. And you can actually borrow against that. And that's what countries do. Yeah. Like, so, so there's basically just like an, uh, endless incentives and disincentives for various actions at a local level, a family level, a personal level, a country level, et cetera, or a political party level, whatever. And it's just a gigantic interplay of activities that's happened. It's, you, it's like you can never really put like two and two together to get four exactly. What you'll find is like there's just for every cause you try to put to something, you'll realize that there's a a string of causes for that cause that goes back to the beginning of time. So the like in a deterministic world, like the 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 future is unknown, the past is deterministic. But basically like there's no like group or person or whoever who has any fucking clue what's going on. And like if you look at like the last hundred years, take for example what's happening today. Let's look at let's say, I don't know, um the state of the internet today yeah, and but, let's but say see, see, sorry but it's different look if you go back in the time of vikings or 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 other mm -hmm. other uh, culture that you know they got war in the past with, you know with axes and 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 you know no no gunpowder they they fight for because they have hung they they have uh, they need to food the family they they greeting everything okay with uh, in the whole history okay but now we are so in the future so so we have technology we have why we you know we 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 have so many technologies that we can we don't need oil anymore we can use uh like this dude of, from africa that this dude he can change every plastic because in the plastic you have oil he can change to make um oil uh gasoline he can make we have the tech and it's you know we have technology a long time already man but we they don't want to put a, the people you know there is need to be a people the people that's in power in this there, world there, there they need no to they. hate that's this this kind of people yeah. hate humanity the humans no, i think it's a simple thing what you have to understand is there is no they there is no they there is no spe like special group of them it's if you want to make this shit happen, you have to make it happen. That's it. Yeah, but if you don't make it happen, if you yourself don't make this happen, then that is why the world has failed. It's that simple. You know, I want you to like re re rethink like how that you're worried about this. Yeah, but the, there is no they. There is no they. There's need to be That's something it. because definitely, um, uh, this uh, is a, uh, a guy. You know, he. Sorry if I put some other point. Don't don't take. Uh, I'm crazy. This dude. This dude. Uh, is is a student guy. Is a a, a black guy. I don't remember his name. He he studied the the. Uh, um, um, tablets, you know, uh, the Egyptians, he, he studied everything, this guy, okay? He say in the Admiral tablets, you know, uh, some kind, let's say some kind of uh, people was before us in this in this place, okay? They say they was, they try to fuck with AI, but they don't like, they don't do it, but because if you have too much AI, uh, they can, they, 
they, they, the AI can take over. And we're talking about technology about thousands and thousands of years ago. Okay. And now in this time, we're trying to do the AI shit. And they, in the tablets, they told us to don't do it because AI is not, con- you cannot control AI. Wait, ta- what tablets were you talking about? Uh, what you, what you Demon knows. Uh, how, how you call the it? Emerald tablets? Yeah, the greens. The emerald tablets? Yeah, the greens, uh, the green tablets. You know what I mean? The, in the museum. Uh, this guy studied the, the, kind, the tablets. It, it's a tablets that uh, exist all thousands and thousands of years. Okay, people can say it's, it's not believable, but this shit was in the ground for thousands and thousands of years. And in the tablets, they told us, don't I, fuck I, with I it. really don't have any idea what you're talking about. You're basically talking about the plot for the book Dune. The the what? Like like Frank Herbert's Dune is the story you're talking about. That's actually like, pretty, quite interesting. Um, I wonder how you feel. So, Sefi, do you believe that there were highly advanced civilizations in the back, or in like way back, yeah, thousands and of years Tartarians. ago? No, not really. Not nothing of any like. Yeah, people created interesting structures and what have you. Um, I think people understood kind of like uh, maybe some elements of geometry and art more than we might expect because a lot of that was sort of lost to history and stuff. But as far as like um, advanced technological innovation, no, not really. Because like the, uh, it's, it's impossible to hide the remnants of some of that kind of thing. Like advanced methods. Well, not really, though. Because, I mean, so I'm an engineer, and one of the biggest things is you think of the longevity of things. So, like our concrete, right? So we have industrial yeah, concrete. Th- things decay. That can last like a thousand, yeah. like a, a thousand years, right? 1200 yeah, years. Things decay quick. I now, metals, any technologies like, if if humanity went away, if we got wiped out, right, a fucking virus, whatever, and all humans, you know, homo sapiens sapiens were fucking wiped out on the planet. Um, all of our buildings would fucking pretty much be gone, except the ones made out of stone. Everything metal, 747s, our tanks. Yeah, they decay. Um, everything would be gone. You wouldn't see anything from those in couple hundred years it, it would it wouldn't even be a thousand years in a couple hundred years they would all be gone i mean you can already go and see um i'm sure you've done road trips you have kids and all of that you've seen those old like buicks or cadillacs you know driving down 10 or the 40 um on a ranch and it's all rusty and stuff well that was from the 60s but, but, but and even it's if this three quarters true, though, of like, the car is gone advanced <laughs> civilization that did what like what and, and like what are we talking about here? Like, you know well, I mean? there's like, different things. So some people think that, you know, current civilization started coming back um, like 11,000 years ago because there was some great catastrophe that happened, you know, between 12,000 and 11,000 years ago, like within that area. And it wiped out huge civilizations and we had to pretty much kind of start over again 
Um, and from that point, you did have some people that retained some knowledge from prior civilizations, and that's right, right. why saying, you got like, the what, pyramids what and everything else. Sure, I mean, well, there have been humans. Well, if you read, have you ever or more? Right, but like my point is like like three hundred thousand that we know yeah, of, hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, that, that over the last million years or so that. But they weren't. But they weren't. But yeah, but sophisticated, what, what, right? what technical, like we were. Um, yeah, what technical achievements are we ascribing to these people that? Uh, that why you think, well, actual why like you technology. Tesla, do you think Tesla Tesla got all the inventions about himself? He, he, he it is proof. It's proof that Tesla just find. Uh, he he, he stud, studied the the Tartarian uh, Tartarian um, people in the past about technology of fifty thousand years ago. The Tartarian was full. The city was full energy free, man. And the technology that the, the Tesla find out, okay, is Tartarian. So there are there like theorists out there. That, you know they talk about. So if you read, I don't know if you ever read well, like the Gita's and all that the shit, but that's the problem but like yeah there's plenty of fiction out there it doesn't necessarily mean it's true it's it's electric. right and that electric. might be fiction but the the Gita's um the Bhagavad Gita's and like yeah. if you read the Indian texts I mean okay, those yeah. they read as some some of it reads as fiction but a lot of scholars don't think that's fiction because it wasn't supposed to be fiction. It wasn't written down as like something fiction, right? Um, it was it was kind of like written down yeah, as but historical. Like, if you look at the history of Indian mythology. People make shit up all the time in Indian mythology. Right, but it, that didn't have like that so had some is, mythology in it. India's but they different. talked about India, like a new god can show up this week, like literally, and there probably was one this week. And so India has like a way of just like oh yeah, they got. They got tens of thousands, yeah, of yeah, of like, gods yeah, every, and different every shit. Genera every generation, you have another sort of like mini yeah, but those those and texts, but you don't are but pretty you don't fucking crazy assume, though. But you don't assume any of that stuff is like really the mythology part is really anything in but hyperbole. Yeah, but that's not even mythology because they talked about like yeah, they called this one dude like a god or whatever, but that could have been anyone. So if any if a race, if it was a fucking alien, and they came down. You know, now today we would conceptualize things differently. But back then, where if you weren't of high tech and some guy comes down in his fucking spaceship and is able to do all sorts of these things, these miracle looking things, you'd think they were fucking gods. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they talked about like the Vermanas and all, all these flying machines. Um, and they didn't just talk about them. They actually had like pictures of them and drawings and like almost like blueprints of them um talking about how they i mean it went into such fucking detail to where it's like why in a fiction like if you read today's fiction book right you read it and they explain like some spaceship or some bullshit but they don't put in blueprints yeah, but, of that but motherfucker. there's always, there's always been <laughs> great fiction though no but if you look at like J.R.R. tolkien for example like you if you read J.R.R. tolkien's work and lord of the rings and the depth and all that or for that matter, Frank Herbert's Dune, you could ascertain that, wow, there's a lot of detail here and it's all, it might have been real at one point. So it's the, the better stories, the more interesting stories, the one with the greater lore tend to succeed in the uh, like evolution of ideas. It doesn't necessarily mean they're real.
like I, I don't necessarily believe that Frank Herbert's Dune was actually happened in a Butlerian jihad occurred in some country somewhere or whatever, or that like J.R.R. Tolkien's dragons are real or whatever. So there have been very, very good fictions that and the ones that are very good are one are the ones that stand the test of time culturally. In other words, the ones that are more. Yeah, interesting. but another and, thing that it talks about in the Gita though, are the underground cities because of those great wars that were fought from these flying machines. They talked about energy weapons um, and the way they talk about them actually talks about it. It's pretty much almost exactly like. Um, nuclear, yeah, weapons, well, nuclear the, the energy gods weapons. And, the gods and demons are, are pretty much like the. the yeah, but it wasn't thing. gods and demons. They were oh. just talking about these two beings that were fighting each other over control, and they were in these flying ships, and they were shooting these beams of light at each and explosions, and it would kill everybody. So they they had to go into underground cities no, and were they, finding these, were, these underground these actually, cities everywhere. No, but they're just just they're describing gods and demons there in the book. So the, th the thing is, like, you're, you're not really. T so the projectile weapons and all of these kinds of things that people talk about are, are in, the, in those stories are, are, are ma they're made into movies in India even today, like these things. But they're not um, like th like it's just us projecting that like they're aliens or some some other story is my point. Like, it's easy to say, like, if you were to pick up J.R.R. Tolkien's book and you had no idea about any of the movies and culture of today and you. Oh wow! There was a world of like dragons and you know, whatever else. Like the, you, you could make it the assumption just because it's a good story that it's it's true. But there's oh no yeah, I mean they talked about witches and they burned fucking witches at the stake and everything else because yeah, of the, certain priests wrote books about it and we're talking way, about how even, they got even, rich. Even if, there, even if there were some kind of like interesting civilizations, whatever, it doesn't help you solve any of the problems you have now. Like it's not like what like what what, what are you gonna do about it? Like the, the, well, if the they talk line, about free energy, thing, that was one thing, thing for people is the only thing that matters now is like whatever world you want to see, you have to go out there and fucking make it. It's that simple. Well, like what an, John, I think, was leading yeah. to is like the tech side of it, because Tesla did talk about, you know, a lot of. So he didn't um, he never said he invented anything. He just he rediscovered <laughs> those things yeah. from prior civilizations. And he, he brought that up multiple times that he just discovered technology that had already existed in the world um, with electromagnetism and, and electricity and free electricity and all this other good shit. Right. So that's kind of what he was leading to. And he's like, look, if we have all the, you know, this technology, why are we going into these countries? It's not like we need their resources, their oils, you know, there's free energy, you know, devices that can be used instead of all of that. But the thing is, is you, the biggest, argument is if that was true if there is free energy devices why do countries go there because they can't allow those technologies to come up because that's how they keep the power that's how they keep us enslaved yeah as humans if i mean if you it and it's proof okay it's not that it's science fiction it's proof because it's a uh, a clip uh, a clip in the time that the fir the first cars uh, ford you know the when the ford car roll out the first 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 car and that time they have the first camp was an electric yeah, car yeah electric car you saw that eh so beautiful why 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 they need hey, you know with the technology that we have they have because we I have it and they uh, have 
and they don't want these batteries are not scalable then that's why Sefil, <laughs> it's like simple answer Sefil, they have yeah, they have answer. technology to to take all the trash you know all all the trash in the world all the echo you know we can clean it and gain oil of that and we can it and it's not difficult it's not john it, you need to do it you need to do it they don't there's no they yeah they, they if there's a they you're as good as dead you have to do it yeah but if the people come you. you know many people have the no there's no people it is you you see you're, you're confusing yourself no Sefie, you have to do what this. i mean is is no there's no Sefi. nothing you must do this you have to go out and make the world you want they are not going to do it for you man yeah i know <laughs> but, but wait here bruce is going to fix it for you though bruce uh tesla what are you what are you discoveries from the ancient what are you people. freaks talking about i have no clue so honestly. tesla and his secret <laughs> discoveries from the ancient people no but hey simply yeah, you I'm, can as people as people yeah. that invented hold on good John, shit Bruce and they, knows what's going they on. disappears and that does make me um angry you know why killing why yeah. destroy these people if they can bring something good to the world yeah i understand Bruce, what do you think? Like, it should be uh, figure out how Tesla, um, like, were, were the secret energy uh, resources that Tesla discovered from the ancient peoples were they buried on purpose so that people can control us? Um, I mean, there's there's definitely massive incentive for secrecy about things in general, like military advancements. I'm on my vibration plate, by the way. <laughs> I'm sound vibrating. <laughs> What the hell? what? I bought I bought a big vibration what? plate and I stand on it and a I vibration? vibrate. I really like it. It's my one of my favorite things. You're sitting know, on it. It's like a thing you stand on. If you look up vibration plate on Amazon or something, then you'll find it. I've got a, I've got a few. I've got a big set of them. This is what happens if you have too much. But money. I would say there's certainly Wait. an incentive for for secrecy in like the military industrial complex. Um, and and hoarding things from and technologies from other companies, making sure you have an advantage. I think one of the most interesting facts, like uh, in terms of basic facts, is the fastest plane now to date is still um, the SR-71 Blackbird. And that first test flow uh, flew in like 1961. Um, interestingly, which is the same amount of time from then to now as it is from back then to the Wright brothers. So if you think about it, there's been no no apparent on the surface technological improvement in speed uh, since the SR-71, even though that is now like over 60 years old. Pretty fucking crazy. If you think about all the advancements in everything throughout technology in different directions. Yeah, like that, especially, yeah. especially in energy markets. I think if you make a huge commitment to whatever, dig up oil or coal, right? You want this protected like if you have an infrastructure that supports like multiple countries with energy supplies and someone comes up with a great idea you better bury it you know because it's, it's your empire that's at stake that's a given it's the number one industry in the world yeah energy yeah but energy is unbridled if you have a new system, method of you know just some but first of all like yeah, but it's powerful the number of enough, mysteries it's that, powerful enough to be exerting pressure right so i mean if a system is big enough then there's incentives and money to actually do shit right yeah like you're not going to come up with some major new energy source and not unbridle that somewhere 
it's just obvious it's going to be used. Mm. Human beings are very bad at not using yeah, things that, but, that, that are you know. You know, you are a regulator. There's some energy sectors like atomic power. There's nothing happening in the West for the last 20 years. And if you talk with engineers out of that sector, it's basically they put everything possible in their way just to, you know, it's it's possible to really make people's lives hard and delay and delay and do shit like that if you are pushing the right buttons. So there's definitely an incentive there. But what, what were you saying about we only allow Tesla, a curiosity? I didn't hear anything. I just joined. Oh, I think. Oh, oh he, was, he was just talking about like the Emerald tablets and like old text. Like we were just talking about war and he was asking, you know, why is it that we're constantly going to war? It's not like we need any of that shit. Our technology is advanced and there's all these other technologies out there. It's not like we need the resources and shit and I mean, it's it's to hold on to fucking power. I mean, there's, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they think like shit's fake, but you know, hydrogen power is real. I mean, cars they have cars that run off of fucking water. Um, and why why aren't we running shit off of those? Why why are not all the cars running off of it? Mostly, mostly um, hydrogen blows up is why. That, that's you problem. can get pretty no, you can get pretty stable hydrogen. No, um, hydrogen by definition is like that's the reason why like rockets that are made with hydrogen the, the 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 hydrogen wants to bind with everything. So the thing is, it's not stable in uh, its elemental form. So it wants to connect with um, oxygen to make water, basically. So it it will corrode through pretty much anything if given enough time. So it's just very expensive to contain it. That's why it has nothing to do with like the the capability of storing energy and in uh released hydrogen that everyone knows works it's just mm. how do you maintain I, think if, I think if you were to ask the question like is there um massively more efficient energy sources that have been developed um that are say hidden in warehouses somewhere in the world i would say probably um and i would say like there's an incentive for secrecy to, to quite a large extent and there's also uh an incentive for whoever co controls the current popular energy sources to keep it from getting too popular <laughs> but um i, I would say it's, it's more leaning towards just governments developing stuff in in private secretly i like i would guess a lot of the tech we have now is like 10 years behind or something just conservatively i, I would say it's a lot of it has been developed very far i got a question but it's completely out of left field not this combo if you guys are down for it Bruce is here, so yeah. So, um, you guys are investing. You see a company and debt-free, billion cash on hand. Uh, everything looks phenomenal inside, but the chart shows doom. Something like GameStop, right? Two questions. One is, how do you put together a chart that sucks ass, but then it, you see so many valuable things? How do you process that kind of investment? And the second one is, has the history books already been completely written on something like GameStop? Or what's the possibility that there's more to that story than everything we've seen over the past couple of years? We don't know anything about investing here. Just ancient aliens and shit like GameStop. that. Um, well, Matt, this, the simple thing is, if you believe that there's a Rex chart and it's a good company, get 100 bucks for the stock and hold on to it. That's it. Like, you know, just it's like if you believe the upside is as amazing as it might be, then like then your hundred bucks becomes a lot more. And then that's that. If not, it goes to zero and don't worry about it too much. Pretty much it. Like, 
unless you have some inside alpha about the whole thing or some special analysis of some company or whatever. So I think like, yeah, unless you're really going to dig deep into the, like, what are you going to buy a million dollars of a GameStop stock today? Probably not. Right. So like, questions are always pretty boring if they're not specific. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I'm <laughs> down from 13 K down to 4 K and I'm fine writing it down to zero. I just thought given inside alpha from somebody who spent 80 hours a week looking into it, like Stephen saying, but he's also at the same time got like 500 K into it. So he's biased. But nonetheless, I just had a somebody, quite a few of you know, just kind of wait. Someone bought, like, clarify. Someone bought five hundred k of what GameStop? Yeah. The actual like, the 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 like, you know, video game store. Oh, yeah. We're talking about the same thing, right? GME yeah, or whatever. I, I have a yeah. friend. Five hundred was a little too much. Uh, but multiple six figures into GameStop. That's his only bag. Um, over the past few years, but nonetheless, just kind of looking at it, I'm confused whether it was GameStop or even if it was Matic or, or whatever you're looking mm. at. If things within the company look super healthy, but the chart is wrecked and it's a multi like the revenue last year was 5.83 billion, but the market cap now is something like 3.8 billion. Like, how does that make sense? And you're debt free and you got a billion of cash on hand. Have, and, you, have you considered dumping it all and buying a vibration machine? Say, say it again. He said, "Have you thought about dumping it all and buying a vibration machine?" No. <laughs> Man, whenever you're whenever you're stressed, whenever you've had a bad day, whenever your stocks are down, whenever your crypto is dumping, just fucking vibrate it away. <laughs> I'm just legit trying to figure out how you got something healthy, whatever it is. Wreck. Like, is there any possibility of market manipulation and all these shorts? Not like, is there any possibility that's not? Yeah. Are you me about GameStop? So, I think he's talking about in general any of them. He just used GameStop as like an example. He's just talking no, no, about think, so any GameStop, company that's doing really well or anything about the charts are looking like shit. GameStop. I'm what? I'm actually talking about GameStop, but I'm also curious because if this did occur somewhere else, why wouldn't you invest if it were Matic, let's say? But the chart. First off, like games. Explain to me, Matt, why GameStop is not just the next blockbuster video going to like disappear entirely. Yeah, I, I wish I could rattle this off like my buddy. Um, but like, are they doing something special that like you are impressed with? Yeah, I think it's in the the Luna Classic. Uh, phase now, game stock. Mm. Okay, yeah. So market cap of four point three three billion, enterprise value of seven point uh, three point seven three billion. Uh, let's see here, like profit margin minus point one four percent, return on assets minus one point two four percent. So they're not making any money at the moment. They have one point two one billion in cash for some reason. Um, total debt is forty eight percent. So they have a fairly high debt here. So that cash that they're holding is not. Is that new or is that like, the 48 million that the French government due to COVID thing? Cause I remember that is it 48% or 48 million. Total debt to equity ratio, 48%. Mm, okay. Yeah. Then oh yeah. They're fine. Okay, yeah. Then there's something I'm not clear on. That's what I need to look at. That's why the charts are fucked right there. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like, number one, if like you play video games, Matt, uh, yeah, just call it duty DMZ. Mm -hmm. 
So I used to go to GameStop, you know, to the little oh. shop, you know, some portion of my life, go buy some video games and whatever, right? But the thing is, like, there is no actual market left for a video game store any more than there is for, like, GameStop or something. It's all streaming, obviously. And they probably did some pivoting to this and that and to, like, try to sell some stuff online. But at the end of the day, like, you and I both know that everyone's going to be buying their video games, like, right off their PlayStation or, you know, Apple TV or whatever the fuck else, right? Like, they're not, like, this world, this universe uh, where um, games are being sold by some retailer is going to go, like, go away. So then the question is, are they doing something special to make money? And maybe they are, maybe they're not. I'm not really sure. But um, at the same, like, is this a good gamble for a stock or holding it? I have no idea. Probably not. Um, I don't know. Like the market doesn't like it. But here's the thing, like any company, if you think is good, but their, their stock is doing poorly, it's one is either the market's wrong and something exciting is going to happen. Like say Apple in the early days. You know, and then like it crashes and practically goes to zero and then it rises from the ashes to become one of the biggest companies in the world. Is that GameStop? Is that going to happen? I, probably not. I don't really know. But and, and is it going to run like the meme stock levels of the past? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, you know, that would be a like interesting outcome, but probably doubtful at this point. Yeah. Also, the second part of it was also just curious if because the 43 peak in January 2021 if that narrative of all these GME holders still is that shorts never closed or whatever, like it's an inauthentic thing and we're just waiting as if it's 2006, 2008 just hasn't occurred yet. I'm just seeing if that's even a possibility and if uh, charts can be suppressed and inauthentic as well. Not really, no. Got it. Not really. I mean, like it is what it is. And I made pretty good money off some of this meme coin bullshit. Like, like I bought AMC stock back when it was like, I don't know, $4 or something. And the thing like, and I, and I legitimately bought it cause I like movies. Like, you know, I like, I like AMC theaters and I'm like, I'll buy the stock and, you know, support the company or whatever the fuck. It was sort of like an activist investment. And then all of a sudden it went fucking crazy. Just after I bought it, like I was pure luck. I mean, nothing special. And the and the thing went to like I don't know twenty bucks and I sold it and I'm like this is ridiculous, um, so I sold it and then afterwards it went on to go like fifty bucks or more I don't remember how much it went like 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 really high, but like would I be thinking that AMC is a company is a great buy right now I bought it again like in the last um, like I don't know my position's down like fifty percent or something <laughs> like I just bought a little bit just to kind of like keep an eye on it to see if something like that happens again. You know how you're talking about like maybe if these things go meme coin crazy or something, but basically like it's been just trickling down to nothing over time. And, um, I'm bored. you know, same problem. I'm bored. How many people are going to watch movies? Hmm? I'm bored. You're, we're talking about movies. Movie companies. If you were to ask me right now in this market, on, mm -hmm. on the spread of crypto and shares and everything is GameStop mm -hmm. the most likely option I would say no the energy has come and gone yep the energy has come and gone I mean you That's can either be you can either Thank be a you. mega smart investor or you can be a vibe investor this vibe is is fizzling out yeah that makes yep. sense I appreciate y'all thank you Demon. Yeah, the, it's it's that was a vibe thing, and it was like this weird short seller, you know, attack the shorts thing and whatever. When 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 something out. does a massive run or massive squeeze or whatever, 
Um, and that happens once and the, the community comes together and they get really high engagement from it and they go crazy. It's very rare that that happens again. Because so many people will have bought the top, they're down bad, mm -hmm. like it's, um, they, and they rotated money out to the next thing or whatever. It's it's very hard to recreate those conditions again. Yep. Not only that, but you have a fuckload of, uh, you have a lot of uh, bag holders, like you said. But also remember, like, to run the price up straight vertical, uh, the f one time is much easier. Uh, and the reason is because, like, maybe there's some shorts in the market and you squeeze them or whatever. And you got everybody and their mother to, to hear about it on the news or whatever. To recreate that hype is extraordinarily difficult. Like to have something go viral is yeah. tough. It's like, um, it's, like, it's like being as excited about your wife after 20 years as you are on the first day. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> something like that, yeah. No, it's like rekindling that is really, really tough. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, even most, think about most movies that you like. How many movies was like the sequel better than the first one? And then how many movies was the third one even better than the second one? Don't right? get like, that example. There are plenty of good sequels. Oh, Jesus, Godfather and stuff like, okay, fine. But yeah, it's in, in things like this, it's very hard <laughs> to recreate anything. It's like, um, there've been so many examples of this when something is just surged like fucking crazy and then it's just been down. And then for some reason, like a huge amount of people do turn up later on. They're like, when's the pump going to happen? And you're like, uh, it happened like a year or two ago. <laughs> that was it. Like, what is, what is this? It's like a weird trickle of the echo of the thing. Like, um, example, like the Luna Classic thing, right? Like, um, many people still turn up to this day, like, when's the pump gonna, like, when's it gonna happen? When's the revival gonna happen? And I'm, I'm always like, well, it kind of happened. Like, m the bottom of May 2022 to, to September, October, that was a 40X. Like, that was the real wave. That was the real craziness. Maybe something happens or not, I don't know. But it's like, when the big one happens for the first time, it's very rare that it will recur in the same intensity or even again. Actually, I was just pull up the AMC chart. It's interesting. Like, it so this thing was this like uh, same thing as the GME thing. It became like this meme stock, and um, it ran up from like thirty four dollars, twenty five dollars, and this isn't even the same price I bought it because I think it's split or some shit. Anyway, um, the, it it runs up to like five hundred and ninety bucks, and then that it peaks there. Then within like I don't know, um, I'm. Within a month, it drops from like 500 something to 336. It's a huge dump. And um, it's same as like Bitcoin charts and stuff. You get this gigantic dump. And then uh, that's what's called the, uh, I don't know what the name of it is, but like that dump is called something where it's like, and then you, you get a pump after that. It's called the complacency shoulder where it, it jumps to like 500 again. So 550 down to 320 or something back up to 500 and that's where everyone's like oh we're, we're going to the moon we're going straight up again and everyone gets excited so that's like all the people that missed the first run up buy that dip after it drops like you know 40 50 percent because they're like oh we're gonna get rich now i missed it before but i got it now right and then what happens is it does another little pump and that brings in a whole nother group of people who are like oh here we go again and then it dips again and then it dips 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 and just dumps into zero and now it's at $4.57. So, and then even on the way down, there was like, okay, look, there's like $154 all the way up to like $240. And then like $118 all the way back up to $251. Now we're at $4.50. So this kind of like 
like bubble chart is super oh. interesting. Um, that's mm, that's why like when Bitcoin mm-hmm. did this in the very beginning, they said, oh, this is going up. It's a bubble. It's a bubble, bubble. And then it does the bubble over and over and over again. And so the, one of the few places in the world that this happened again and again was Bitcoin. It's the magic of it. Like it's the. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say generally for something to pump again, it must die for a couple of years. Yep, that's true as well. Exhaust everyone. Everyone must be like, oh God, nothing's going to happen. It really is over. And then they must sell because they perceive opportunity cost elsewhere. And they must all go such that the chart gets almost entirely flat for about a year. Then you can pump, but not before. Although with with most stocks and things that go through these big, big bubbles, like global bubbles, it usually uh, dies after that. That's the end of it. Like whatever that was. Unless it's some legitimate company like the dot-com bubble. Some of the ones in the dot-com bubble survived, you know, the mm. Cisco's and the Microsoft and Apple's and shit. But, um, but, you know, like, what, 99% of those probably just failed and went to zero. So picking the right ones that are going to do the repeat bubble again, that's the hard part. That really is the hard part. And hell, that's what we do half the time in crypto. Any coin that's been around another the second season, you're like, wait. Is Chainlink going to break all-time high again? Is Ethereum going to go past all-time high again? This is the, always the question, right? I think another another um, way of seeing this stuff is like, how cheap is it to pump a coin? When it becomes really yeah. cheap to pump it, then it's ready to pump. As in, if a whale can pump the thing and there's enough sellers gone that they won't just immediately dump it back, then it's worthwhile to pump. Yep. And someone has to have enough of that coin to make it worth it, their, their bother, right? Like, why would they yeah, do it otherwise? But it's like the, the more crazy bottomed it is, then the cheaper the pump. And also the more that price uh, increase will attract genuine attention that might make that pump profitable. All right, I got one more question for you. I had a mentor who said up until 40, he would take all the biggest risks of his life. And then once then he had to let go of that game and start being more conservative, yada, 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 right? What do you guys, how do you assess how to take risks and at what levels do you have a strategy in your life for that where you will allow yourself? Like I hear put 5% into altcoins, but then make sure, you know, you're good and conservative to Bitcoin and or other investments Bro, I'm all in altcoins. I don't have any BTC, none of that. Right. So I'm, I have a high risk tolerance. How do you process healthy risk at what age and all that stuff? Because um, for, for me personally, I'm 23. So I'm a retard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I like, that's fine. Like the thing is, I like to be in some high risk things all the time just because like, uh, I don't know, I enjoy it. <laughs> like it's just entertainment for me. Um, it depends though. Like, like, you know, these things depend on like, I don't know, a lot of things like how much wealth do you have generally? Like, are you so well off that like you could lose 90% of your money and you'll be fine. Or it's like, are you, or are you in a situation where if you lost 90% of your money, you're going to be in on the streets. So that that's the magnitude matters because like some minimal levels necessary to survive. Um, and then like, do you still have money coming in? Cause you still work and you're going to work for until you're dead. If you're going to work to your dead, you don't give a shit. Like, you know, whatever. It's, the other thing is too, is like, this uh, reminds do you me have of like, like trying to convince kids. somebody to stop smoking or something. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to like talk about any sort of risk. I don't know, risk anything with investment. Everyone's just so different. I don't know. Yeah. Sefi's, Sefi's kind of got me wanting to quit fucking smoking and I've been like slowing down because of him. 
Did you finally quit? How long have you smoked? Dude, I'm fucking close. How long have you smoked? <sighs> oh shit, twenty five years. And how, like, how many a day now? Are you on roll ups or what? Well, I probably smoked like a pack and a half, and now I'm probably down to mm, a quarter of a pack, five or six That's a day. Decent. I've been using those salt nick vapes instead, like for it's like really high nicotine. So I just pop those, and then I've been slowing down on the cigarettes. And then once I get to zero on that, then mm. I'll try to go down on the nicotine levels of the the vape, and then go away with it nice i i smoked like uh 30 i don't know what a pack is 20 i smoked like 30 40 a day uh for two years when i was younger yeah i used to smoke see but the one thing is is it's never affected me like I've always been a better runner than like the soldiers who didn't smoke i ran farther than them i wasn't exhausted i could breathe when I dive, I'm good. Like I go spear yeah, fishing. Yeah, but that just like, means you could have gone so much my breath further. For like it means four it means minutes. Your potential was sky Probably. high. Hello. Maybe. Uh, my wall coin by gone, bro. Star coin is scam, bro. I'm totally affected, bro. Goodbye. What? What, bro? I don't know. I think he was. Um, I think he was angry at Demon Monkey, and racist. Yeah. The racist against monkeys. Bullshit. Dude, this is comedy. The way I quit smoking was I on my the day of my last cigarette, I joined the gym, and then I had like really bad withdrawals for maybe a month or two or three. Uh, whenever I had withdrawals, I just went straight to the gym and I took it out on the weights, and somehow like annihilating myself through the weights was enough to dissipate it. It's it was kind of interesting because like the, the energy of withdrawal is actually an energy you can direct into things. Like, so long as you direct it away from yourself, like it's a certain, at least when I went through, it it was like very restless. And whenever I had that restless energy, it like sort of compelled me to get a cigarette. But I noticed that I could put it into the weights, like almost in an angry way, like direct it straight into the weights. Um, And and yeah, I just did that like three months intensely and then ended up getting really into weightlifting. That was me quitting. I enjoy it though. See, that's my thing. It's a mental thing to me. Like when my sons, when my ex-wife was pregnant with my kids, I didn't smoke because of the smell. And then I didn't want her inhaling anything or take it. And then when my kids were born, I didn't smoke because I didn't want to get smoke all over them and do all that shit. And then the only time I smoked is like when I was out in the field um, or like deployed and shit. And then once we got a divorce, I started smoking quite a bit again um and then when i smoke pot for whatever reason when i get high as fuck or drink i smoke a lot but i've always enjoyed smoking like, oh, I, I enjoyed it it's too. never I, by the way i didn't quit for the health benefits um i always loved it and i even now if i'm if there's an old woman at a bus stop smoking cigarettes i will get really close to her and i will have a sniff of her exhaled smoke i really fucking like it like I still like it to this day, and I, I loved uh, a beer with a cigarette, and I also loved the coffee with a cigarette. Really loved it in all ways. Didn't care about the health stuff at all. Um, the reason I I sort of stopped is because I just didn't feel free. In the end, like I realized I was just acting on impulses again and again and again, even if I told myself otherwise. And it was like that that sense of um, wanting psychological freedom from it that compelled me to quit. Rather than anything health-wise, I just didn't care. And I also figured that I could probably smoke till 
I don't know, 40, 50, and then just quit and probably nothing would happen. I, I smoked when I was like 19, 20 for two years. Yeah. Well, Sefi kind of like, well, it might not be affecting you now, but it sure is. Your lungs are, <laughs> then he's like, so just mm. wait. And then it's going to fucking hit you. And I'm like, God damn it, Sefi. The most, the most funny um, smoker effect is the smoker inhale. Like when anyone has smoked for a long time, they every inhale is the smoker inhale. It's like they talked and it's like, <laughs> and they talk. You're doing it now, demon. You're like talking, and then it's like, <laughs> it's like you're taking the drag inhale between your words. It's quite funny. I used to have it too. I am taking a drag, but it, it's like the the breathing dynamic of the inhale persists even when somebody isn't smoking. It's kind of funny. It's like a train yourself. Oh yeah, but I've been fucking sick. I've been traveling so much and I've been going from cold to hot to cold to hot. So, and then in fucking planes, so different pressure, like, so my sinuses are all fucking stopped up and then my throat is feeling all fucking weird. I definitely miss smoking. I, I do admit, I really liked it. I liked almost everything about it. I liked the ritual of it. I smoked um, a pack of everything. And then later on, I got into rolling up cigarettes, which I really loved as well. Like, I loved did you try a whole bunch of different types of cigarettes? Yeah, too? everything. And I, I love the, you know, like the Zen uh, tea ritual in Japan of like pouring the tea and stuff like that. Within every every yeah, religious tradition, and especially in Buddhism, there's like a, a ritual aspect to doing things in a very uh, measured and patient and still and smooth way, right? It's like the, the act of doing it. I used to love rolling a cigarette. I used to love like getting the Rizzlers in my hands and putting in the tobacco, like padding it softly to make it perfectly even, and then putting the filter in the end, and then rolling it just perfectly so there's no air gap, so everything is distributed across. And then when you've rolled the perfect tube, you bring it up to your mouth and lick the thing, and then you crease it down, and it's just perfect. Like, I used to love that. Even after I quit smoking, I would be in the smoking area of clubs, nightclubs and bars and stuff, and if my friend wanted to smoke... I would be like, let me roll it, let me roll it, because I used to just fucking love rolling. I used to love the process of rolling, like even more than the smoking. Kind of funny. Bruce, if you keep on talking, people will start smoking again. I know, but 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 you know, they're on their own <laughs> yeah, exactly. path. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna be smoking soon based on this discussion. It's, it's it was so nice, like the process of rolling. I can't emphasize. And it and it became like an obsession to do it perfectly, to have the perfect process over time. Um yeah. And then a friend of mine bought like a rolling machine. He bought a Rizzler rolling machine, which he, he like put the papers into and the tobacco into, and it makes it for you. And I used to be so judgmental of that. I'm like, what are you doing like that? You can't have a fucking machine do this for you. It's all in the act and the fingers and the texture and the tactile thing. It's the, it's the kinesthetic beauty of it. What are you doing, you fucking retard? There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want.
what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Chirping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up the bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open sauce, but don't listen to the code, and now it's mutiny, community uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side of the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose. Sticking with my armory, Yam, Beto, and Bruce. Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat Now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you, you would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might, it might cost, cost us a lot, lot more, more than, than what can what be gained can gain. by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.